0: You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the
1: nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd We talk on stars Marvel DC and beyond. This is episode number 269 we're discussing the Venom 2 trailer and a mid-year collecting update. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. Just sweet, son, Jay. (laughs) There he (laughs) is, guys. He's made it for two episodes in a row, and we've got the entire Nerd Room crew back at the table this week for an exciting week of Nerd. Every single week, we get something new. We get something different. And, guys, I am pumped to jump into this week because we've got a new trailer in front of us to discuss, and that is Venom to let there be carnage this trailer dropped just two days ago and we're also going to touch on the new tanashi coats and jj abrams superman that will be coming to the big screen in the not too distant future we got some interesting news around that confirming a bit of what we had talked about in the past regarding the superman that we're going to see potentially put to screen by both tanashi coats And JJ Abrams, some very exciting stuff there. And guys, we're also gonna talk through our mid year collecting update. We are big collectors here in the Nerd Room. And to be honest with you, this is one of my favorite subjects to discuss, and that is collecting. We've had about six months of collecting inside of 2021, collecting inside of the pandemic here. We've been doing it for a year and a half, but we're gonna touch on things like what we're doing, what we're picking up now. We've all had fairly substantial weeks in Nerd when it comes to picking up some plastic. And we're gonna talk about what is on the horizon for us. I'm excited to get into that. And guys, we're gonna kick this thing off a little different this week. Because this week in Nerd is gonna dovetail so nicely into our mid year collecting updates, we're gonna actually head straight to the news this week. And we're gonna start it off with this Tenashi Coats JJ Abrams Superman. So, Superman, a bit of a controversial figure in the filmscape right now. We're coming off the back end. Of Zack Snyder's Justice League, of a different Superman, another iteration of Superman. And DC is now pushing their new frontier, their new path to what they want to put in front of an audience. And it's about diversifying their film slates and diversifying their characters, and maybe not being so beholden to a connected universe like we're seeing with the Batman, like we're potentially seeing. With this new Superman, now guys, in the past we talked about Tan Astley Coates, his work inside of the writing world, and also J.J. Abrams. He inked a five hundred million dollar deal with Warner Media to have somewhat of a hand in the DC universe and bringing TV and film to screen. And I'm gonna throw it to you first here, Carlos. Let's let's bring some of your thoughts and some of your opinions to the table here about this new Superman. And the, the big thing that's been debated and being talked about in the world right now about this Superman is that they're refocusing their efforts to cal L. This is a African-American Superman and a Superman that has quite a long lineage inside of the comic books that I don't think a lot of people are terribly aware of and they should be aware of it. This isn't a, a race bend of the Superman character. This is a character that has quite a history to him. And I think it is super exciting And very interesting to take this Superman and run with it. I think it's the right time for it. Yeah, man. I, uh,
2: I, You know, that article was the Hollywood Reporter that broke Mm -hmm. it. And it was based on a lot of source information that they had. And um, from the outset, I'm like, you got two really cool, fairly well-established African-American Superman or black Superman. Because neither one of them are or one of them isn't from contemporary America, at least and the other one runs the place but uh <laughs> yeah i was like you, you got your choice of two of them and uh the article comes out and people didn't appreciate the fact that it's a reporter who's crafting his article based on source information so it's not like he's interviewing tennessee Coates or jj abrams and so he drops in there that this superman is going to be kal story and people lose their mind and they're just automatically assuming that their race bend in the traditional Clark Kent Superman. And I'm kind of reading this. I was like, yeah, all that's missing here, folks, is a hyphen. Because yeah. <laughs> Calvin Ellis Superman, his Kryptonian name is Kal-El. Just no hyphen, one word kind of thing. So I'm stoked for it because there's a pretty cool story you can tell with that Superman. A- and I'm, I'm in the camp that it is going to be the Calvin Ellis kal mm-hmm. Superman because this is a Superman that actually does it better than Clark Kent, like his initial origin is fairly similar and he comes from Krypton and he lands in a park and gets adopted by an African-American couple. And so he has kind of traditional um, origin story, but as he goes about his business where one guy kind of gets off the train and he's a mild-mannered reporter, this guy takes it to the next level and he becomes the president of the United States. And then he's not satisfied with just running a Justice League. He runs the Justice Incarnate which isn't just the Justice League of America per se or the Justice League of their Earth. But it's like the Justice League that polices the multiverse and takes care of business all over the place. And there's like some really cool uh, recent issues of action comics where uh, they enlist like basically a whole pile of supermen to go up against a, a foe and he's the guy in charge. And they pick up the Earth One Superman, and he's like, Oh shoot, like you mean you're the president and, and you're running this whole thing with the Justice Incarnate? And he's like, I didn't even know this stuff was going on. Like it, it was kind of neat to see R. Clark Kent kind of humble because he's he's the guy typically at the top of the pyramid type of thing. But uh yeah, man, Calvin Ellis has it going on, and I think there's a pretty cool, pretty special story you could tell with him and there was talk of them doing a period piece. So, mm-hmm. there's a couple ways you could approach it. Like, you could do a period piece, or you could even just have him showcase the experience of being a black Superman from like 1930 all the way up to 2020 if you wanted to, because Homeboy's Kryptonian. So, yeah, man, I, I'm excited for it. And I think all the naysaying and pressure on J.J. Abrams and Tanahasi Coates just means that these guys are going to bring it. Yeah. Like, you watch Coates just talk about anything he's passionate about, and you, you just see this fire in him and this, like, laser focus, and he knows what people are saying. He knows that nobody wants to see his project, so I know that it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And JJ, he, he took some knocks with Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> and uh, I think he knows that he's got to bring it. So... Honestly, I hate when Hollywood walks away from guys when they take a hit because I think that's the best time to pick people up because they've taken a hit. They're hungry to prove themselves and like off we go. So, yeah, I I think this is going to be a special project and give it a try. You, you never know what what these things are going to be like on paper. Every single one of us, every nerd out there thought Joker. Why are you doing a Joker origin story? How are you doing a Joker movie with no Batman? How are you doing this 1970s <laughs> film? And we come on the other side of this thing and it's got like Oscars and it's a billion dollar movie and all of us loved it. So all you got to do is just pay pay your 15 bucks and... Uh, Give us your thoughts on the other end is where
1: I come into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. And I think, too, about Abrams being hungry and all that, you have to remember, too, that he's he's not stepping into the director's chair. I think that has been, been firmly put out there that it would be a – I think the, the term inside of the article was deftone if Abrams were to take the helm of this particular project. Mm-hmm. You've got Tennessee Coates writing. Abrams likely in some sort of producer capacity, hands-on producer capacity. But, look, this man – Abrams, I'm a fan. Like He's walked into several of our big franchises. When you're talking Star Trek, Star Wars, he did Lost. Look, it's another Mission avenue. Mission Impossible, yes. He's walked into all of these franchises well beyond their, in some cases, some of their their brightest years and reinvigorated them and reintroduced them to a completely different generation. Now, his follow-ups to those movies arguably you could say aren't as strong. But when you take the first new Star Trek, that was it, Mission Possible three, I think yeah. he came into that that revived both of those Star Wars, of course, The Force Awakens, we all love it, and so he does have a, a certain touch here to capturing that nostalgia, that that feeling that you felt when you watched those franchises for the first time, and bring those and modernize those, and so looking at something like this, the DC universe, in particular Superman, a character. That, yes, is going to be different than your Clark Kent, but a character that does need a a bit of a revival and a bit of a new story. And I think this is the way to go. Like, why wouldn't you go this path? Troy, is this a path that they should take with Superman?
0: Listen, man. It's been a hard few years, but I found this news out about two years ago that me and Michael B were both shooting this movie. <laughs> I've been holding this <laughs> secret deep down inside. It's so good. It's it's nerd room, exclusive. Nerd room yeah. exclusive. That's why you've been working out so uh, much. Yeah, right? man. I'm trying to make that suit fit right. Your boy's doing it. Yes. No. Uh, no. Listen, I'm just. I'm just playing. But I'm. I'm excited regardless. I. I love. I love Superman. And me, I was a big fan of Man of Steel. I like Henry Cavill in the role. But for me, Superman comes down to Goku. He's an alien. You can cast him as any race you want to be, and it's all good. It all works for me. Honestly, I'm totally cool with him just casting Clark Kent, and it's it's a black Superman in in Kansas Smallville going through the struggle, kind of like an X-Men kind of kind of take, actually, to be honest. I think that could be really cool, hated on, but still saving the people that don't like you. So I think that'd be pretty cool, interesting take. But the Calvin Ayres character, I'm not really... Um, aware of too much i do know he's the president and i've seen the uh the multiverse figures for quite some time the mattel one uh kicking around out there so i'm intrigued if it goes that angle because i know nothing about that character so i'm totally down to explore that avenue and see what he's all about but either way at the end of the day i'm just happy that we're getting a superman mm-hmm. film because i'm i've been really really hungry for it i'm coming off the heels of justice league and i like what they did with superman there but it's gonna be cool to go back to a kind of a true blue superman in some sort of fashion so i'm excited either way man I, and i think there's some great talent behind there like you mentioned jj abrams man is the guy that can really put some fresh dna in a property and and take it somewhere how he performs afterwards is questionable but the, the first movie you can bank on is going to be mm-hmm. a banger so i'm super excited man i cannot wait for this film do we have an idea of roughly when this is gonna drop
1: uh, they're it's saying maybe WB, film? so probably yeah.
3: 2027, 2028.
2: Um, there we go. Yeah, Well they're back yeah. on track, man. I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't. I, so, what did you say there, Carlos? Uh,
2: they're saying that they want to like be in front of cameras next year. Yeah. And then have it cool. Out, which which makes sense, right? They've mm-hmm. cool got their four movies for 2022, so they'll need some stuff for 2023. I think Wonder Woman's kind of the only thing floating around out there is potential. Yeah. Do you think so, they're
0: gonna set like that multiverse there? Because I think. Like that multiverse has that. Um, does it not have that Green Lantern too? It's that other. I forgot his name. Like I know there's a bunch of blonde haired Green Lanterns, but there's the there's the blonde haired. And I think of the New Fifty Two, Earth Two, Green Lantern. I totally blank on his name. Alan Scott. That could be it, but I think he's getting an HBO series, isn't it? So
2: maybe yeah, so he's I'm part of things. the HBO is like anthology, so he's definitely oh, okay. one in the HBO. So it's him, right. uh, Guy Gardner. So it's like anthology by decades so he's like cool. the 30s 40s one okay and then yeah guy gardner is the 80s and then simon baz and jessica cruz will be the like contemporary ones okay okay
0: mm-hmm. yeah No, it's just interesting to see if they're going to try and start like this whole other world this multiverse which we could actually potentially see across paths going off of your like synopsis of uh calvin Harris's kind of era where he is actually patrolling the whole multiverse so it's, it's a really cool angle man to take on it, it's yeah. digging it
1: yeah it's awesome, too. And, like, the idea behind Superman almost being more of a symbol than than a, a person. Like, there is the person aspect that I think is important. And the same way I always think about Captain America, too, right? Like, it's about the symbol, about the meaning behind what the character is as opposed to what the character looks like.
4: Mm-hmm. And that
1: that's the thing that's important to me, right, is that legacy behind what that symbology means. Like, the Superman symbol in itself is one of the most recognizable symbols on Earth. Right. And that's there's a reason for that. And trying to inject a little bit of life back into that meaning, I think, is important, something they could tackle here. And even with regards to the timing of this thing, you put Abrams, and Tennessee Coates, like Tennessee Coates is actively writing this, hoping to have, I believe, a draft done before the end of the year. These guys, are, like you said, they're going to be hungry for this. And so I, I would imagine this film is going to be quite high on the priority list when it comes into filming inside of 2022 for them. Um, and getting Superman back out there is important, Sanjay. You've yep. been asking for a Superman movie mm-hmm. over a Batman movie for for years.
3: Yeah, man.
4: So,
1: so does this do it for you?
3: Yes and no. Uh, um, <laughs> like the people involved in this have me super excited. Like the two people that they announced, like Tenashi Coats and jj Abrams, super exciting. I love the idea. um I think it's going to be a great film. I'm going to be there opening day. You know, whoever, whether they go Clark Kent route or uh, Calvin Kent, um, doesn't matter to me, you know, uh, I'll be, I'll be there either way. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit sad that this is kind of like the final nail in the coffin of Henry Cavill's Superman career. And uh, I just don't see him returning now, which is kind of sad. And, you know, to me, he's like, he's my Superman. So, you know, at one hand, super excited for the future. Um, but on the other hand, a little bit sad, um, that, you know, Henry Cavill's done a Superman, you know, I, I can't hide that. And, uh, I I'm there, as I said, like, I'm there, I'll watch the movie and I'm super intrigued to see who are they going to cast. Like, you know, what are the villains going to be? I'm there for all that, you know, um, I think it's going to be great, but you know, I'm a little bit sad. <laughs> you think know? it's for
0: sure. You think it's for sure. We can't have both. Like we can't have, I think we can have both. Do you think you can uh, yeah. have both? I think so. Yeah. I There's... think so
2: there's rumblings that maybe they were listening to the nerd room podcast back when I was on tryouts, but (laughs) there there's like some significant rumblings that he's going to just be in cameo roles in the Shazam side of the universe. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. in the other justice league type characters that are still milling about. So you'll have your, um, Calvin Ellis, Tennessee Coates Superman, and the Pattinson, batman that definitely sit on the outside and then you'll have
1: kind of stuff that'll be in the connected universe a little bit too so yeah that's the benefit to how they're constructing their universe now though right is that they can afford themselves to do projects like this that can sit in their own and then they have the multiverse that they can fall back into and Mm -hmm. say hey we're doing a big crossover movie where we're gonna see two supermen on screen like how wild would that be yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know yeah yeah
0: yeah. no i'm there I'm there, Sonny. I feel your pain, man. I was there not too long ago when when Affleck when Affleck was booted out, man, or, or, right. or dropped it. I was like, oh man, but but there's hope, man. Especially when it comes to your boy, you right? Know? Like so, Affleck
3: came back, and I thought yeah. that was like way more unlikely than yeah. Cavill coming back. So yeah. you know, you just never know. You just never know with WB, but uh, yeah, it's man. Very like
1: true. W- <laughs> with this, you can go back two years and you can see hear my doubt. <laughs> what happened this year? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, man, but like, no, like this story here, uh, you know, Calvin Ellis, Um, I I remember reading that the Action Comics, I think that came out like nearly like five, six years ago. Uh, it was like one of the, er- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Carlos, because you'll know this, but it was like one of the early New 52 issues, was it not, or am I misremembering?
2: Yeah, like he showed up in like Infinite Crisis, or Final Crisis, sorry, and mm-hmm. then, yeah. Isn't that he- Convergence one or whatever, that... He was in those two yeah, and then yeah. he yeah, Action Comics Nine is kind of the one with the the cover that they splash all over the place now where mm-hmm. he's right. opening the shirt and he's got the mm. light kinda of behind him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that was like New Fifty Two Action Comics Nine. I remember And I loved that. him then because I hated New Fifty Two Clark Kent Superman. So I was like, <laughs> yo, let's just do the series with this guy <laughs> yeah. and get rid of this like whiny yeah, man. I, I liked it when I read it yeah. like I
3: liked the story I liked everything about <laughs> it I thought it was cool ingenuitive so I thought it was cool but uh we'll, we'll wait and see um as I said like I'm, I'm there for everything like all the, like the rumors and the news and like who who are they gonna cast what villain one thing I will say though and I hope they take heed, is like maybe like exp- I don't know like his villain set but if it's the same as like Clark Kent's maybe like not do another Luther c- or like another Zod because like we've had those iterations of those characters is like maybe throw out a different villain for a change would be kind of cool. Like Superman has so many villains yeah. and they just keep giving us like the same villains and movies. And it's like, yo man, Batman had like Mr. Freeze. He has Bane. He has like Joker. He has Scarecrow. He's at all these rogues galleries and every Superman film. You're like, okay, how about this? Let's try Lex, Lex Luthor. And then like, yo, I got an idea. You guys haven't thought of this one before yet. Okay. This is going to be wild out of the box. Lex Luthor, but with hair this time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you there. The only thing I'll say though is that like a black Superman with like a Lex Luthor, like traditional Lex Luthor would actually be pretty interesting and give you a whole mm. whole new mm. set of toys to play with. Mm. So, Just
1: less jolly ranchers. <laughs> Oh, yes, I picked that up man. right away. <laughs> yeah, man, Cherry it's cool. Flavored. <laughs> and if you if you want
2: traditional Superman, you got Lois and Clark coming back next week. Mm-hmm. Woo!
1: Yeah, bring it on. There it is. That, that show's is, great. That that's that's that is your Superman right now. Yeah, I yeah. You know, I I've kind of I love the Henry Cavill Superman in Man of Steel, but to be honest with you, I never felt an emotional connection to the character the way that I probably should have throughout the rest of his tenure as the character. So I'm not holding on to the fact that I need Cavill to come back. I'd be happy to see him cross over or show up. I think it's cool when you have nice continuity winks and nods. But if we never get a Henry Cavill Superman again, and I might take some heat from this, but I'm okay with it. I want to see just... (laughs) let's let's do something a little different here and right through my heart
3: man just right through my heart
1: i'm sorry dude i'm sorry i'd feel your pain like if they're gonna recast like evans or something as i I would be very very upset (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) speaking about marvel let's let's head over to this venom trailer let there be carnage due out september 24th 2021 only in theaters Taking the helm of this one is Andy Serkis. So he's coming in to direct the man that we've seen behind the CGI mask of characters like Caesar and <laughs> who else was he? Jeez. Uh, Gollum. And- yeah. Snoke. Snoke, I yes. Snoke. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Snoke, yes. So taking his turn behind the director's chair here. And we've got Tom Hardy returning to the role of Eddie Brock. And we've got Woody Harrelson picking up where he left off at the <laughs> end of venom one with that wild red wig and we've got carnage here guys carnage making his his first appearance in this new venom verse and the trailer to be honest with you to be completely honest with you fell kind of flat for me you know i'm not a huge fan of the original venom it was fine but this one just felt like totally i i'm not sure what they're trying to strike here I also felt underwhelmed by Carnage because we've already had a whole bunch of symbiotes appear in Venom 1. And so like him screaming here and just being red, I was like, okay, like I felt like I should have been more excited or I should have felt something for Carnage, him making an appearance in this being that he is one of those characters that me not being super familiar with the symbiote stories, he's a character I know. Right. The the Cletus Cassidy, the hillbilly, the carnage, you know, something that's a bit more tweaked out than what we've seen from from Venom, at least more recently in the comic books. But Sanjay, take the other side of this one. I know you're a fan of Venom, the original or the first Venom film that came out Mm -hmm. a couple years ago. How did this trailer land for you?
3: Okay, so you know how I always say like Venom is cooler than Spider-Man? And like, get a lot of flack for it. Like, Troy's just shaking his head right now. Everyone, as, as shaking you rightly head. should. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who's cooler than Venom? Carnage. Ugh. Like, he is the ultimate badass. Like, God. do you remember you, the comics? You like... are
2: that guy from the comic <laughs> store in the nineties. Yeah, Who'd like man. be in there trying to talk to me, and I was like, "You don't know nothing. Like, get out of here." Maximum Carnage. Uh... It took
3: not only yeah. Spider-Man and Venom, but also Captain America. And the video game had a red cartridge, man. The
0: video game was high. was was, nice, was nice. But the, Thank the comic you, was nice. Co- but the comic wasn't anything great. Spider-Man I never read X-Men. the comic, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I never read the comic, but what I did see was I watched the cartoon and Carnage was awesome in that cartoon. Yeah. He was like yeah. Venom, like up on another level. And like, carnage has to be like kind of like the joker in a way right he's like this deranged criminal that gets the powers of venom and he you know he doesn't use him for good for anything he just enhances his killing ability right it'd be like if the joker got like a batman suit or something so like on, on that wave like carnage super cool um the film though like the trailer makes it seem like this thing isn't going to be like dark knight level of or like zack snyder level of like seriousness and darkness which is all right because like the first film kind of set up the universe where things are a little bit more loosey goosey uh, a little bit more like fun fun filled world uh (laughs) than i'm used to so you know this trailer for me was it like a home run no but it was like a solid double like i didn't (laughs) i didn't hate it but it it got me hyped enough where i'm like yeah i'm gonna be there opening day in theaters like i i I don't know i'm gonna be opening day theaters like every movie for like the next like (laughs) three years once they reopen so it could be like anything it could be like titanic 2 and i'd be like yo man that movie looks so good that they're bringing rose back and it's filling in her story in between titanic sinking and her meeting with the camera crew i'll be like that movie looks so good but uh yeah no venom for me like yeah it looks solid um <laughs> i was amazed at how like how much they leaned into the humor in this one like this one was like straight up like but it's not even kind of, it's not even
1: good humor though like well
3: it's... i mean humor subjective right like some people can watch the gag and laugh some people can't and it's <sighs> it's, it's walking down the line I guess, you know? <laughs> I
1: guess but it just feels a bit too slapsticky for me i i don't know what it, like troy you're not in agreement here mm. about the humor and i i get the feeling that you're feeling in a similar vein to me with regards to this trailer like my my anticipation is actually lower now than it was before the trailer <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. so let me hear I, I will of say thoughts. this about the humor i will say
3: this about the humor For me, the humor's got to be in the right place. So if they throw humor in at like the big climax and something happens and then they immediately cut to a joke to undercut it, I don't like that. But if there's humor and then you take the serious stuff serious and the humor stuff funny and you leave it over here and they don't cross paths, you know, that I'm okay with
1: that. This trailer, it's exactly that. (laughs) It undercuts (laughs) itself like three times.
3: (laughs) Sunny boy,
0: sunny boy. What can I say? Um, Listen, you know, uh, after after seeing Venom 1, uh, my expectations were pretty low going into the sequel (laughs) already as is. And uh, that that movie didn't really gel for me. I think I've tried watching it three times, and it just still doesn't work for me. So when this trailer came about, I'm like, okay, well, he's he's going against Carnage. This should be his Dark Knight, if you want to say. You know, this should be like that second film, a pretty serious tone, high stakes, but an intimate story at the same time. And the trailer starts off with that weird, I don't know if you guys saw it, but, like, that weird little, like, two-second clip of, like, him, like, making his breakfast.
4: Yeah. With Venom.
0: Yeah. So, from there already, I was like, okay, like, this is kind of silly. But they're getting all the silly out of the way to make room for, like, <laughs> a proper trailer. No. No, they weren't. They are were just showing us more nonsense throughout the whole trailer. Um, <laughs> Tom Hardy. Poor guy. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why he chose. To, I mean, I could see why he chose to do this movie. I mean, he's making some pretty serious bank. And a lot of people actually like this movie, this franchise but um the cgi was was pretty low for me like carnage looked really weird he looked like if you ever like messed on photoshop or even on your phone you can change the like, hues and you mm-hmm. just turn the hue up all the way red but the tint and everything goes out of place and you get like the bleeding lines that's what carnage looked like throughout this whole bit here and i was like that that looks horrible um Again, this kind of looked like something that came straight out of Part One, Mm -hmm. and with like a director change, I thought we would have had a different tone. But it looks like Andy, right? But it looks like Andy Circus just zoomed in on that horrible, horrible lobster scene in Part One, and it's just like (laughs) that's the tone I'm going to stick with for two hours of this film. So for me, I'm out. Like, I don't think I'm going to see this uh, opening night. Like, I'm going to wait probably till this hits like um, YouTube um YouTube? Or, or, no, no like, like, like to pay for youtube sorry not to like stream it on youtube you know what i mean like, like google play <laughs> youtube yeah yeah
1: you, you i'm can gonna buy record it on my
3: phone at the theater and then troy's oh, gonna man. watch that version it,
1: it, it's funny you <laughs> yeah. say that troy because i literally have my notes here i'm gonna wait for vod on this one yeah like, 100 i'm gonna 100%, have to then. find
3: a date to venom Tulin. well may, maybe it'll be maybe carlos, carlos. <laughs>
1: Well, Maybe. I I don't even want
2: to get my thoughts because we're clearly going to get DCMA'd by Sony now because Sonny said he's going to pirate Venom. So what's the point of even recording this <laughs> in the show?
3: Uh, don't make man. me hack your email, Sony.
2: <laughs> to be honest, I was super impressed. I was super impressed that they were able to film both Venom 1 and 2 back to back and keep mm-hmm. let there be carnage in the can the whole time because this is the same freaking movie. 100%. Yeah. I agree like, huh, man. Yeah. like even just the sets and the locations and, and like the only thing that i felt was different was alfred shot it a little bit tighter <laughs> and from different <laughs> angles than the previous director mm. but like the story is even the same it's mm-hmm. like inmates locked up in some kind of nefarious institution yeah. where there's symbiotes floating around and i'm pretty sure that shriek is actually scream and it's a leftover symbiote from the first movie because that story was so compelling and it finds its way to Cletus. Cause <laughs> in the comics, like venom gives birth to carnage and then it bonds with Cletus. Right. And so they have to figure out some way of the symbiote attaching to Cletus. So they show the, the actress in the cell and she's got the kind of symbiote eyes or whatever. So, I'm pretty sure that's what Carnage's origin is gonna be. But yeah, like it it looked to be like not only did it feel very much like the first movie, which wasn't a home run by any means, um the beats are gonna be the exact same. Mm
1: -hmm. Like it's gonna be this big symbiote CGI mashup thing, and like And it's not gonna matter because Carnage isn't gonna matter because we've seen it all already. Yeah, exactly exactly
2: so and i love venom as you guys know like i i read venom uh, monthly i've read hundreds of his books i got the freaking guy tattooed on my arm but uh (laughs) yeah man like my little girl's like pretty excited for it and so like i can see like people with that mindset like her sanjay being excited (laughs) for it so like maybe maybe we'll all go together like one big happy family that and sounds I'll, I'll, good, t- as long I'll, as
3: you buy the popcorn, Dad. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll
2: treat you guys, but only small pop, because I, I want to make sure what? you guys go to bed.
3: Oh, if I'm extra yeah.
2: thirsty. Too much,
3: too yeah,
1: much sugar. Your bladder's the size of a dime, too, Sanjay.
3: Oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to wear it Depends like, when I go back to the theaters, because I miss way too much movies going to
1: the How <laughs> many <laughs> yeah. times have um, I watched Sanjay walk out of a really important scene in a movie because he's going to take a leak?
3: <laughs> well, it was either that going? or on the floor. Which one would you rather have me do?
1: I don't know. just drink less. <laughs> Maybe. I don't Maybe. know.
3: Like... Um, do you know where this film does fit in, in my opinion? I think this fits in, in the amazing Spider-Man universe. Oh, yeah, it totally Aww. does. You I go, you're going to say that Jamie oh. Foxx is electro. He would fit right in, in this film. Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, no, no, he no, would no. fit right in. Oh, absolutely.
1: You're killing me here, Smalls. So <laughs> so on that point, there's there's an image that I saw someone popped up on the internet here about the paper that the one cop is reading. And the Daily Bugle symbol is the same out of the Raimi universe. Yeah,
3: I
0: think it's like that in the first one, too. Because the first one, you see the Daily Bugle. Yeah, okay. As well, Which makes that. no yeah. sense, because there's
1: already a, a Venom there. Exactly. <laughs> Which, well,
3: <laughs> yeah. we we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> you know what? I will say this, though, about the film. And um, you may disagree with me, and you probably will. Um, this film is not something you would see in the MCU. And you may be like, yeah, yeah that's a good thing, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want this trash in the MCU. <laughs> yes. But I will say, it is different. And I feel like um, that's kind of like the way all the superhero films are kind of been going in the last little bit where it's just like the MCU kind of tone. And this film here is totally different in my opinion. Like it, you would watch this and you'd be like, yeah, this thing doesn't like fit in with like Iron Man one or like infinity war. Right. Right. Like,
1: right. I do like, it has to.
3: No, no, not at all. And I'm saying like, it's kind of like nice. that there's kind of like a little bit of variety in this, and, like right. same with more Morbius, right? Like they kind of look like different than the mcu different
0: kind of tone right
3: yeah yeah
1: Yeah. it's a different tone but it feels like it's like out of the early 2000s and i think if you go back to our review that's how we felt about venom like it felt like it was made in the early 2000s where there, there can be some refinement you can do films differently but you can also do them in a refined way and i don't i don't think venom at least the tone of the first one and this one it, it's almost like it's mismatched. It feels like it's it's missing something a little bit. It's trying to be dark, but the humor is just way too slapsticky light. Like that whole breakfast scene, everything from the Venom voice to the ketchup is, to me, is way offbeat. Like yeah. it just doesn't function right. Well, it's funny because like
2: Troy was talking about it and I was like, man, that was so long and so hard to sit mm-hmm. through the second time I watched the trailer. And I'm like, that's not even going to be the full scene! It's going to be like 15 <laughs> times longer than that in the movie.
3: <laughs> wow. I was like, a little bit oh. of venom singing there? <sighs> yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't It doesn't have to be, and, it, and I could see that, but it's kind of like, you know what, let's just let's try some like weird and wacky stuff. Let's just throw it on the wall and see what sticks. And I see <laughs> that's what Sony's doing right now. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know where this is going to lead to. If this is going to, like, lead right into Morbius? This is this going to lead right into Spider-Man out of home or whatever the third one's called? I can't remember. <laughs> well, um, I'm curious,
0: too, because, like like Tim mentioned, too, right, with the news, uh, Daily Bugle um, having the same kind of font and logo as the Raimi-verse, and we did see in the Morbius movie or trailer that we do see the Raimi Spider-Man mm-hmm. suit. So I'm curious to see, like, what are they trying to do? Like, are they trying to act like Spider-Man 3 never even happened? That'd be nice. You know what I mean? Like you just erase, <laughs> you erase the din- dancing emo uh, Toby Maguire. Oh, nice. I don't, I don't really know. But days of Future Past, kind of
1: like you <laughs> veered yeah. off right after two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you guys think there's a chance Spidey shows up of any form?
3: Oh, that was a well, big rumor going into the first uh, one. With
0: right? the first one, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I don't think so right now. You know, you see Cletus smack a spider on the table there that might be your only oh, yeah. spider-man yep. reference that you get yeah i to be honest with you i think any hope of a spider-man appearing in this especially because it comes up before no way home was mm-hmm. Nick's once mcu or marvel and sony re-upped their spider-man contract stuff mm. i think that even if it was planned it's out now like i think that they they have some sort of general alignment at least to no way home about how Spider-Man is handled. And then maybe after that, or maybe after his next Avengers appearance or whatever role that he's in in the follow-up, then they have a free-for-all. And maybe No Way at Home opens up the avenue for a Maguire or a Garfield to enter into that Venom universe. Because they, they have to be thinking longer term with this franchise, mm-hmm. right? What they're doing with Morbius, what they're doing with Spider-Man. Like, they're obviously leaning into the idea of there being a Spider-Man. It's just which Spider-Man is it a new Spider-Man? Is it Miles Morales? I really hope not in this universe, but
2: <laughs> or maybe Venom cameos in No Way Home.
1: Hmm. Maybe, maybe you get Hardy there. I, I don't know. Like you, you depends on what doors they open in No Way Home. I guess, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I agree Especially- with Su- Sanjay. Like I do like that they're trying something different and making their own mark. And there's there's an artistic integrity to it. But with what you guys are saying, like, yes, yeah, Spider Man's the only guy that's saving this mess. <laughs> Based on that trailer. What if what if the Venom doesn't defeat
3: Carnage and then like at the end is like Spider Man's like, Alright, let's let's do it, let's team up.
0: And which Spider Man would you be thinking of at this point?
3: Andrew Garfield.
0: Andrew Garfield. Oh, you're, yeah. killing me.
1: you're killing me. <laughs> if if it goes back to Venom was created, along with Carnage, in the basement of Oscorp, (laughs) then it's Amazing Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no, part of the reason why you're killing me too, actually, because, because Sonny, you actually kind of talk some truth here, because, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the original trailer, there was that, like, one clip where you do see the Venom in, like, the, Mm -hmm. the lab. So there is, like, definitely some tissues there. If they really wanted to, they could just be, like, insert Garfield universe into it me i just really don't want them to do that personally but if any universe would line up with this one it would it would definitely be amazing for sure
1: yeah i yeah. think it works and guys look it's, it's coming out this year it's drawn a line in the sand as have most movies at this point about their debuts in theaters whether they're hybrid released or not i guess that's yet to be seen the way the states are going it looks like they're going to be full open by the time they we get to september and beyond that and maybe even earlier than that so this movie's coming out in 2021, and we're going to discuss it, whether it's a VOD in-theater experience or a waited out for Netflix. We'll see. But we'll definitely be discussing this hopefully before the end of the year, and maybe we'll get a trailer here in the not-too-distant future that gives us a, a better picture as to maybe what this movie is doing. Because right now, I think it was very underwhelming. <laughs> not to end on a down note there, but holy moly. <laughs> oh so guys yeah. let, let's head over to the spot that we usually start these podcasts at with our weeks in nerd i've missed this segment i've had fun discussing but man this, this segment always brings me so much joy and i know the crew here has had has had a week it's been it's been fun there's been some big purchases brought into our collective nerd rooms here and I, I got to start with, with Troy on this one. No, this...
3: no, 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 no. Oh, really? I don't okay. wanna you want to be... do this? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 You know, like when you go on a roller coaster in Disneyland, you don't start at the big roller jump and then go down to like the little piddly ones. You know, you <laughs> build your way up. I'm the opening jump. I know my okay. role. That's
1: that's fair. You, you, yeah. you open this one. You open this one, Sonny. Yeah, Sonny. I'll open this up. How, so how What I weekend got... nerd?
3: Oh, my goodness. So I got an original lightsaber from Star Wars Episode Four. No, I'm just mm.
1: kidding. <laughs> impressive
3: right, right uh what heck, yeah <laughs> yeah that, and that's a low bar for this week <laughs> i got chewy's ear no i'm just kidding um what did i get <laughs> um you know not much not much i am <laughs> that's why i go first on these times <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest <laughs> with y'all um, i am looking to get that new justice society film um It came out today on Tuesday, day of recording. I haven't made it out yet. But that one looks really cool with, like, the Flash goes back in time. And then he sees, like, the original Justice Society during World War II. Like, Wonder Woman, like, the original Flash. I think Hawkman's in it. Um, Aquaman, I think, is in it as well. So it looks super cool. Um, Justice Society, you know, they're getting a kind of a push because they're going to be in Black Adam. So expect to see a little bit more of them in, in the near future.
0: Is this uh, off the heels of, like, that, that Dark Side War, the Apocalypse War? Yeah, like, that, I think this is set in that? the
3: same universe, like, because I know at the end of that, Flash goes back in time. Yeah. And, and in this one, they're like, oh, Flash goes back in time. And I'm like, well, it's got to be the same nice. thing he went back in time, right? Like, you can't just continually go back in time, like... Eventually, he'll be fighting dinosaurs or something, right? Like, <laughs> we'll get a Jurassic Park crossover, and Tim will be super excited. On
1: <laughs> <I'm> there, <laughs> opening day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Besides that, man. Yeah, man. Not much. Not much. Just got some pre-orders in. Um, just put in a pre-order for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, 4K release from the UK. Um, <laughs> the the film isn't coming out in Canada until July on physical media, like the end of July, and in the UK. It's coming out in May 24th. <laughs> is, that, is that Borat or is that UK?
2: That was pretty um, Borat, bro.
3: <laughs> so it, it'll be very nice to watch the film before. Uh,
2: <laughs>
3: did you, the did you, speaking
1: copy. about that, did you know that Borat's doing a Snyder cut of its own movie? Yes,
3: I did see that. That's amazing. <laughs> <Borat Yeah. too.
1: laughs>
3: I love that that's like become like the lexicon. Like Anytime there's a director's cut, they should be like, Blade Runner, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can see Carlos just turning red when I said that. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But be- besides that, like, I uh, haven't been to the comic shop in a while. Haven't picked up much. Just been watching some flicks and chilling and chilling on my couch. So uh...
2: didn't you grab some movies today though? You posted some stuff. Some I cool, did. Like, yes, I movies. did. Thanks yeah. for the
3: reminder. I uh, got some movies from Unobstructed View. They're a company here in Canada um very good check them out if you're canadian they sell like the criterion films um you know hard to find arrow videos like more of like the prestige titles that are like you pay a little bit more but you get like better packaging better special features and so um i picked up two films Um, they had a sale i haven't seen these films before but i thought i'd take a chance Uh, the first one is called the hero it's um it's an indian film or uh, i think it's indian or bengali film and it's like um, this this actor who's going to collect an award in New Delhi, and um, but he has like this flop, and it's like a '60s film. He has this flop, and the um, he's the reporter on the train is asking him questions about his life, and he's kind of like reflecting on his life and this journey that he's gone on before you know he has his first flop in the box office so that one looks super interesting um and then the other one is from the 30s um i always get like the titles mixed up with these um so i I don't want to like say like the the wrong title and be like a noob it's the story of temple drake and it's like a pre-code hollywood film which looked kind of interesting so if if you've seen it check it out you know let me know if it's any good or not these are just complete blind buys and a lot of times with the criterion collection i just i just buy whatever because like they do every film that they have is is gold and you know these are films that i normally would probably never check out to be honest with you um but uh i was like hey let's give it a go and let's go
1: brilliant man you you keep you keep us on our toes here when it comes to the movies and you also you know as much as you say you don't pick up stuff you're you're, uh you're still you're balancing things out here a little bit on the (laughs) the money that's went out but you still have a pretty substantial, if not the biggest steelbook slash 4k slash movie <laughs> collection that I've ever seen. So do not sell yourself short here, Mr. Sanjay, well, th- because thank you. we all have our own spaces. We all have our own niches. Some are just bigger than others. <laughs> and you, my I'm friend, not gonna are, one. I'm not going to touch that one. No, I, I lobbed that out for you and you didn't take it, but you, my friend are, are one that, is good at focus you don't go beyond the movie room. you know where mm-hmm. your space is you know where you can be successful i can't say the same for some of us here well you know i self-aware. will say i have
3: made I, I don't know are we gonna talk in like the other like um our scope of collecting or are we gonna do that after like, we're gonna I do that wanna... after this weekend okay here. listening tim <laughs> jot down the time
1: all right try Matt. <laughs> i yeah. i saw an image or yes, two sir. that you toss into the DM here. And I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued yeah. how your week went.
0: No, honestly, my, my, my week nerd. It was um, it was a good week, man. I don't know necessarily where to begin. <laughs> or even where it begins. But I did go to our local comic book shop. Just strolling through there. And um, it's been a little dry for a minute. So I went down there. And I was like, oh, man. They were they're firing on everything. They had... Uh, that three and three quarter line Star Wars delivering, they had the um, IG-11. So I was like, nice. retro got my stuff. hands on this, guy. So, yeah, the retro yeah. one. So I had to grab him. And then, boom, I see uh, some of the new DC McFarland stuff that's popping. So I'm like, got to grab those things. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. I'm in a comic book shop. There has to be some comic books here for me to grab. So I'm a weird guy. You know, I was giving this series... Um, Heroes Reborn, a lot of flack. I was like, there is no way I'm touching this book. But I was like, you know what? It's there, and I see Blade on the cover. I love Blade. So I picked it up, and I gotta say, it's not as trashy as I thought it was gonna be. It's not amazing, <laughs> but it's not it's not it's not horrible. You know, it's very um without spoiling everything, their take on this heroes reborn is very reminiscent of House of M, where Wolverine's kind of the fish out of the water, he's the one character that kind of knows what's going on or has an idea. That's much like Blade in this. Um, it's just their concepts are a little wacky. Um, like, for instance, it's not Dr. Doom, it's Dr. Juggernaut. And, like, the presentation's a little, like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, really? It's it's very what-if-y. But at the same time, there does seem to be something kind of cool building up. And a certain character, a certain organization that uh, Jason Aaron's been building up upon in the current Avengers run, is now it looks like his 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 plan is starting to kind of mm-hmm. uh be a little more established so it's it's interesting it's really like i said it's not as bad as i thought it's gonna be i am kind of interested now to see where this book goes is it an and event
1: the... like an avengers event
0: i think it's an avengers event because i was trying to look for crossovers and i don't think i saw like a spider-man version and then like a she-hulk mm-hmm. it looks like it's all kind of tied into Avengers so I think it's taking over the Avengers mainstay for for the time being which is cool I'm cool with so um that's cool for comic books but uh huh, <laughs> here see, it is. Here see. it oh, is! Here we go! Here we go! Um man, Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. That is my guy. And um, I've been dabbling, you know, lately, obviously, in, in hot toys, but it's been all focused on Star Wars. And I just haven't quite made my way over to the Marvel universe because well, there just hasn't been a Marvel character that I'm drawn to as much as Spider-Man that has really spoken to me until the ps4 spider-man all new all different figure finally was announced a couple months back and pulled the trigger on that guy and it was meant to come like january and i'm kind of like kind of fiending here for a hot toy and i get the email from a local comic book shop guy and he's like it's here it's just it's just the subject line your your hot toy (laughs) is here i'm like oh my goodness i'll be there right away and um I was silly though, because I didn't get the email. The email was sent to me at like four and I was actually done work right around that time. But for whatever reason, I didn't check my phone till later. And so I'm like here going back and forth with Carlos and I'm like, oh man, I got a hot toy notification, but it's like way too late to go there. So I could have had it like earlier, but anyways, I went down there uh, the next day or two, no, the next day and uh, picked this guy up and was just like, oh, just like in my truck. On my way home, I just be super secure, just precious. It's like it's like that newborn child when you getting home, seatbelt on, no accidents, you know. And, just uh, the two
3: of us on the drive home. Just...
0: <laughs> yeah, man, and uh, and I got home and I was just so up in awe with this thing that I I couldn't even bring myself to actually like open it really and play with it. I still haven't, but I took this guy out. It's it's my number three, number two favorite Spider Man costume of all time. It's it's the black suit, the classic suit and all new, all different. And to have this figure, I'm just like, man, this is cool because this is setting me on my path now to go more Marvel-like. Um, well, I got, I got Falcon. I got Falcon coming eventually in, like, 10 years, whenever he comes out. But <laughs> it's going to be nice to build out the the MCU kind of era, even though this figure isn't MCU. But in me, in my head, I kind of have him in, like, that MCU kind of, um, kind of stance going along here. But anyways, man, yeah, I got my hands on this thing. I cannot wait to, like – put it all together or i'll throw out some pictures or something yeah. out there for everyone to see but it's 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 cool man it's really cool like i told carlos earlier today like just having him in front of me it looks like i have like a live action video game in front of me like he like like carlos said it's like he just hopped out of the, the tv and he's just now on like my table just chilling you oh, know? So it's, it's, it's awesome
1: man it's great it's great i'm so jealous <laughs> i'm waiting for that same email from marty yeah T. Yes, yes. Ah, man, I can't wait. You got to throw some images up at the NRM on Instagram. You got to give us a good look at Definitely. Spidey there because I'm stoked to see us. Unfortunately, I can't see it in person quite yet. Yeah. But someday, man, someday. And oh. the best I'm going to do is these images. So oh, I'm so stoked. Yeah, man. Woo. woof. All right. <laughs> Goddamn Batman. You were teasing something on Twitter this week. And yeah. I, I, I am curious as to what you got up to because you're quite excited about this one yeah man yeah you know what it was a it was a slow
2: week i had a poster tube arrive and i brought it downstairs and i've been so smoked at work like today was kind of the hopefully the climax of it all but i, I forgot i even had it until i sat down here because that's how little i've been down here but um yeah you know i had my birthday on the weekend and i just yeah. want to take the opportunity birthday. to say thank you to everybody who sent the well wishes and birthday greetings and like, and it was cool because, like, my day was kind of bookended by two special messages. One from Tim in the morning, it's on the feed, beautiful sentiment. Like, man, it, that was awesome. That was the soul was, of
1: the nerd room here, man. He's yeah, here. That
2: was, man. that was amazing. And we had, uh, we had, you had kind of sent me something that mirrored it just in a text and whatnot. And that was sweet. And then at the end of the day, and I was just kind of cleaning up my birthday cake, and I had that. Michael Keaton candle that's been following me since the, since the nineties in my hand. And I get a message from your wife and she's like, happy birthday to my favorite Batman. And I was like, it was so cool. Like that was the last birthday message that I got. And I was like, suck it ben affleck like this is awesome like that, that that was like the perfect little cherry on my on my birthday day so you, you gotta let her know that like i will yeah I, I, I replied to it's her fine and I, I
3: sent I, you a message but i guess it wasn't on the highlights it's fine totally not offended at all like it's just fine just fine i i
2: i No, you did but, th- but then you were also like yeah nope. you, you couldn't let your wife have mother's day could you <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> <a> backhanded compliment. <laughs> backhanded birthday message. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, with it being my
2: birthday, I, uh, I I did get some sweet gifts for my wife. She she dipped into that plastic and into that McFarland plastic, and uh, I'd gone to the local the day before on Troy's recommendation and grabbed my daughter Bizarro. But we'll get into that more. Th- the next week because uh there's a few other pieces of that story coming up. So um but that wasn't it for the McFarlands cuz I opened my birthday present and my wife got me Airden, the mm. elf the leader of the Wild Hunt from the Witcher series. So he was sweet kind of backfired on her cuz now it's on the shelf in front of like the Chris Pine Barbie and stuff that <laughs> we got upstairs, but but he's he, he's badass, man. It's That's such a, a cool great sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah he's a huge meaty figure and they made his armor out of all this like soft rubber so you can still get him in all these cool fighting poses and stuff like that and the armor kind of flows as though it would be cloth without it being true soft good so he was a cool figure but man shout out to our man big ginge Jared because he had tossed out to Troy and I uh, a little heads up on an item that we might like and Just the timing wasn't quite right. I had some bills. Sonny's knowing my pain with the car repairs. But uh, (laughs) my wife picked up on this, and she bought me, based on Jared's uh, referral, a smooth criminal Michael Jackson Mm. statue that he had found. So Mm. it's him in, like, the lean pose. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. Like, it hasn't arrived yet, but she sent me the little confirmation thing and stuff and said, yeah, it's coming, and... It's a sweet statue, and I I love that Jared found this like one sixth version of it because they made a big, huge one that was crazy expensive, and I was like, I love this, but I don't have the money or the space for it. But he found like this perfectly priced one sixth scale, like nice. this kind of hot toy size, yeah, version of MJ, and it's it's a cool looking statue, man. So yeah, love the misses for that, and then uh, it was kind of a rainy, snowy, cold, terrible public health order, quarantine kind of birthday this year. So I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. But uh, my daughter is all in with the Star Wars collecting and poking around. I was chasing a figure for her and it ended up being at Snap Collectibles was the ones who had it. So the two of us made a drive up there. And let me tell you, I know why they call it Attack of the Clones, And why the Trade Federation and the Bankers Union were against these guys. (laughs) Because when those clones attack, they attack your finances, man. (laughs) (laughs) Because this girl, she is all in for anything to do with Clone Wars and Rebels right now. So, yeah, we go go up to Snap, my birthday. I come out (laughs) empty-handed. But she leaves on my dime with a Clone Trooper Black Series. And then she found, uh, like, a Captain Rex from the Clone Wars figure series, like, the three and three quarter inch. White but card, he's cool, eh? man. Yeah, with the white helmet card and stuff like that. And uh, he's awesome. Like, he's deluxe. So he comes with, like, all his gear. He comes with, like, a backpack and a grappling hook and a removable helmet and all this other stuff. Nice. And And, like, this kid just loves Rex. And then to rewind, we'll go back to recorded Tuesday, Wednesday, with the great... For uh May the fourth figure mm. release drama and everything else we finished recording woke up that next morning picked up my phone and I hit refresh on the Toys R Us site scored Troy and I Echo yes. figures
3: Echo That's no my way man. <laughs> my yeah. man
2: yeah so yeah we got Echo all locked up so yeah my my day my week started with clones and ended with clones <laughs> so it was a, my wallet was attack of the clones. <laughs> And then I took a page out of Troy and Tim's playbook and went on a bit of a Kijiji hunt or Facebook marketplace hunt. Um, Monday, went and secured Hera and Kanan for her off this dude. Got them for like not even 15 bucks a figure kind of thing. I think wow. I paid 25 bucks for the two of them in like perfect condition and fairly close to my house, which was cool. And then, uh, yeah, I teased something and... Off of Facebook Marketplace. I landed myself, boys. Oh. No! Whoa! The Lego Batwing. You oh, son my of a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no!
4: Yeah,
2: man. You wow. did it. You did it. I, I kept that under my hat, dude. That wow. was a live reveal, folks. And the <laughs> box is so freaking big I couldn't <laughs> even put it in front of me to get onto the camera.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: But yeah, man, I uh I went the Facebook Marketplace route. Super nice dude, and I ended up scoring it for a hundred bucks off retail. No way! Wow! Man. I did the math, and it was like a hundred and two dollars less. Candido than Candido is going to gonna lose t- his
1: mind on a deal like that.
2: Yeah, I I usually have to save the Lego collecting for the other Carlos, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I had to go with it and it's uh it's freaking spectacular man and like the minifig is hilarious cuz like the Keaton he doesn't even come with a cloth cape he comes with like this rigid hard plastic <laughs> cape and they made him like all bulky and stuff so Yeah like I just I couldn't pass up on a deal like that I was like ah oh, this this is meant to be and the dude was like yeah I bought this and the Batmobile and uh I think his wife told him that only one could exist in their space. So he needed to get rid of the other one. So, man, I That's love amazing. that
1: you dipped into the Lego on that. Mm. The big Lego, La- yeah. large scale Lego.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I, I didn't expect to do it. And I literally, you could take a map of the city and draw a point from my house <laughs> and take it to the furthest point on the opposite end of the map.
1: Why is that always the case in Kijiji or Facebook? <laughs> Like does only only people in the deep south collect Marvel Legends? I swear, (laughs) and they're forty minutes away from me every
2: time.
3: That's the U.S. border, and that's exactly. (laughs) Bring your passport when you come (laughs) together.
2: Oh man, like I was, uh, I was driving forever. Like, yeah, I live in the far northwest side of the city, and this guy literally lived on the tip of
1: the southeast. Oh, <laughs> I got to go down there this weekend for Kijiji. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, man, that was, uh, that was my weekend nerd. That was exciting. Enough. That That's was <laughs> unexpected, to be honest with you. I saw, I saw your tweet. I knew what you were referring to, but LEGO did not cross my mind, which... It, it... I man, I cannot, start of the week didn't cross my mind either, brother. <laughs> I cannot wait till you get into it. And to, to kind of really hit that tone, I myself started a big Lego build. I, I've talked about it a couple weeks ago about the Ecto 1, the big Lego Ecto 1 that I purchased. I started it yesterday. I'm a couple bags in. I'm just gonna show the guys here like how big this thing is. Ooh. It's like a good 14 inches long. This Ecto-1, and honestly, I'm about a third of the way through it. It is my favorite build in probably the last, like, three or four years. That's It's, awesome. it's detailed. It's intricate. It's got moving pieces. And the, the hardest part sometimes is about LEGOs, like I did the Jurassic Park gates, and I've done a lot of Star Wars LEGOs. Even the Helicarrier, it sometimes feels repetitive when you're doing mirror images of things. When you're doing multiple wings, engines on the helicarrier the Jurassic gates it's just a mirror image of itself and it kind of gets repetitive this year this car everything is different both sides are different it's not just door it's i'm having so much fun this lego it's become this kind of just peaceful getaway and i got my my wife a big lego set a big disney set so we could do it at the same time and just Sweet. have like we've been doing it every night together and just having a blast with lego that's, That's awesome. cool. And I said to her I said this is great. It's it's a $500 a week habit, but <laughs> 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 when you're doing these big UCS sets, but my goodness is Lego uh, an absolute ba- blast. And this Ecto-1, I'm hoping to finish it by the weekend. I'm not going to rush my way through it. But Carlos, I'm I'm stoked for you to get into this kind of I'm going to call them the UCS sets. That's a term I think it's used more in Star Wars, but like these ultimate collector series, these very adult focused and very specific niche Lego sets when they become like major focal pieces and accent pieces in your nerd rooms
2: yeah man it's uh it's cool like it's in it's an intimidating looking thing so mm-hmm. I, i've got i've got some designs on where i want to stick
1: it or suspend it and we'll we'll see where it goes oh man it's gonna be so cool cannot wait to see that and guys here before we get into our collecting update our mid-year collecting update i've got a few things here i've, I've had a pretty dry couple of months here in 2021 and for whatever reason this week just picked up for me i, I started with something special which i'm gonna finish off with but similar to, to what carlos was doing i was on facebook marketplace on monday talking to a dude i managed to get the groot evolution marvel legends three pack the one that troy picked up a couple weeks ago dude literally four minutes down the road for me which was just great so i scooted it at lunch no contact exchange got it for a song This Groot, I've got the Build-A-Figure now, and I've got this other Groot. This Groot is way better. It seems, and I've talked about this before when it comes to MCU Marvel Legends, you get your concept sort of Marvel Legend, which comes out in the first wave, and then you get the reissue a year or so later where they've upgraded the paint apps, the face sculpts, and everything to make it look better. And so I often at times, especially with bigger figures, end up with two of everything. But because I'm this MCU completist, this is the only thing I'm in my life, in my collection I'm a completist in, is Marvel Legends. I have to have every single iteration of it, <laughs> so I managed to score that, and with it comes the potted Groot and also the dancing Groot from Volume Two. So it, I get two new figures in there as well, albeit you know about half an inch high, if not less. But happy to get that Marvel Legend behind me, and I also picked up, guys. Troy, you've been talking about this retro stuff, this retro mm. collecting, this retro figures off of Amazon. I was ordering some other stuff for from work to do over in the house, replacing the garage door clicker and all that. And I was scrolling through and I found uh, the Captain America retro figure that they're putting out, those Marvel retro figures. And unpunched perfect mint card is what Amazon sends me. Comes the next day. This is the only one I'm going to get on this retro line, I think, is the Captain America. Nicely accents what I've got in the Captain America collection because I I just can't get too deep into this line because as we're going to talk about, my focus is elsewhere. But I needed this retro figure. And I think, Troy, I think I need that Mando, just the Mando. And is there mm. is there a child as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a child. I think yeah. I need both of those because my Mandalorian collection is kind of focused in a bit on those two. Mm. So I think I can justify that. But
2: <laughs> I was, was laughing to myself as you're talking about that vintage collection figure being your only one. I was like, man, Troy sent me that exact same message in a text from Toys R Us. <laughs> and now he has them all. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> wave, man. <laughs> More to come.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a gateway toy, Tim. Mm. Well, th- that's. I want to talk about this when it comes to the online hunt. I find the online hunt, it's easier to pass things up. Mm. But when you're in person, you know, when you're craving, you're on the grind, mm. and you're getting these yep. things in hand, it's sometimes it's hard to turn away. Yeah, man. Especially when you're yep. finding them, when you're actually getting them. So, and then the last thing I got to talk about, I talked about this last week. My holy grail, it arrived, and it's it's funny because I've never quite had a holy grail acquisition experience and i teased a little bit in a few tweets what it was from jurassic park it's it's a dinosaur it's and to be honest with you not a lot of people are gonna even know what this is and not a lot of people are really gonna care what this is but what this Most means people know
3: what a dinosaur is
1: no but this particular like dinosaur credit. like if i said it's like the t-rex <laughs> everyone's like yeah i know what the t-rex is this is a dinosaur called, called a Carnotaurus. It's from the 1994 Series 2 release of the Jurassic Park action figures. So it was picking up from that 93 line, the ever-so-popular 93 Jurassic Park line. Most of us, and a lot of people listening can probably name all the dinosaurs in that line, the figures. None of them look like the characters from the film, nothing like that. But 94 comes to follow up this toy line, and they release a whole bunch of new dinosaurs, none of which ever appear in a film in this version. And I remember getting these card backs. I remember looking at these card backs and saying to myself, I want this dinosaur. Like I'm like, whatever I was, 10 years old, nine years old. I need this dinosaur. And I've been wanting this dinosaur since I was nine years old. So, you know, I'm pushing up 25, 26, 27 years. I've wanted this. Finally pulled the trigger on eBay, chronicle it last week a bit, but it arrived. And to have an experience where you open up something that you've been looking for for near 30 years, it's unbelievable experience it kind of leaves you with a a bit of you know when like the hunt is is done and you acquire something and you kind of look to the next thing this is one of the first moments where i was just like satisfied in the moment with the purchase right this is hunt that's been going for so long and i finally have this dinosaur it's a rubber dinosaur guys but it did has. Did you
3: sit in your chair like Thanos at the end I did. of like Infinity War, and you just like it looked out at your backyard with the figure?
1: I just spun around in my chair in the nerd room. I was like, "Yeah, we're done. We're I've, made we're I've made it, Tim. I've made it." Like
3: talking to yourself, like you finally made it, son. You have made it,
1: Tim. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna put the video I recorded up alongside of the podcast here. So go over to Instagram to check it out, kind of the reveal of it. But I gotta say, guys, there's something to be said about getting your holy grail, and. It's something that in my mind, I never thought I would own. And for some reason, I just made a decision that I'm going to own it now. And, you know, whether it was the year that we've all had the constant lockdown and confinement and not seeing people, not seeing family, and this was just a way for me to kind of reach out and grab something that I could control in a weird way. It like, it means a ton to me. It means nothing to 99% of the world. But to have something like this, it, it, it was, it's just such a cool experience. You know, even just beyond the figure itself, the dinosaur itself, it's it was about kind of that experience and me being so nervous it was going to show up damaged or not at all or someone's going to take it off my porch. But now it's locked in here. Oh, I tell you guys, it is an experience I do recommend is chasing and acquiring a holy grail.
3: So Tim, if there's a fire in your house, what are you saving first? My, my family. <laughs> why are you winking when you said that?
1: Coming down here with a big rubber tote, <laughs>
3: <Just> <laughs>
1: swiping it. Save
3: yourselves! No, look. This is why we have the drill,
1: family. You know what to do. I will say this: everything in this room is replaceable. But I would make an attempt to save some of it. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is, guys. Yeah, check out the Instagram for the reveal of the dinosaur and i'm gonna go into a bit of detail too about the series two and, and really what it is and how it came to be and how this be this this dinosaur itself is one of the most rare jurassic park collectibles of all time there's very few that stack up against this one in the jurassic collecting community and so it's here can't wait to show it to you guys <laughs> that's amazing man no good
2: for you good for you that's that's quite the acquisition and it was very very it
1: was absurdly expensive <laughs> Yeah, the it's guys amazing know how much they treat for, for it. But, <laughs> yeah. for but something... that's
2: a danger because now you're gonna like now you're gonna be in that seat of power because for like the long time it was just like I could kinda convince you guys to do whatever. Because it's like, Oh yeah, go ahead, treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Troy, these pre orders are coming out. <laughs> you you saw my shelf. You gotta get one like that. But shoot, now now Tim's got the belt. Oh, man, let me <laughs> tell you. He's like Clubber Lang in Rocky 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm sorry me. I was bidding You're against me, you, bro. Tim, on eBay. I really didn't even want the figure. I just wanted to make it more expensive for you. <laughs>
1: no, this is a buy it now, bro. This was a, this is a best offer. You buy it now. But let me tell you, one thing about the eBay shopping that this has done is it's made other purchases seem much more attainable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, it's only this much. It's only sixty dollars plus twenty dollars shipping. I'm not, I'm not really batting an eye at some of that stuff anymore, which is making eBay very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, the, the first, the first hit's free, man. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, that is a thing. Like with this, it's like, yeah, I dumped, I, I dumped all that. I had to ask permission to buy it and everything <laughs> for my wife.
3: <laughs> you hit with duties and taxes, like. The, the problem is, GDP too, with the eBay,
1: 1%. over a certain dollar amount, you have to pay import. So I had to pay freaking import fees on it, too, <laughs> to get into the damn country. <laughs> what are you so.
2: importing, sir? Dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dino <laughs>
1: DNA.
3: <laughs> what would you do if, like, the customs agent just, like, saw it start playing with it and then put it back in the packaging overall?
1: <laughs> I will say Buddy wrapped it up very nicely. It was, it was well-protected, like foam insulators in the box and bubble wrap. It. Crazy crazy stuff but guys let's zip over to our topic our final topic for this week and that is collecting in 2021 our mid-year collecting update and i'm gonna throw it over to the goddamn batman to kind of run the show here right through into the end because he had some great questions that he wanted to put out there and we'd love for you guys to answer and follow along with some of these too but carlos my man take it away take it away what's 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 collecting what we're gonna be talking about here for i guess mid-year yeah, man. It's just, just kind of the state of collecting. I was taking stock a little bit
2: and uh, i really noticed just the the different people that are showing up in the comic store and the questions that they're asking, the level of competition mm-hmm. online, like on the eBay spaces or even just trying to find stuff. And even like when I was at Snap the other day, there was like this Justice League Batmobile and I was like, dude, why is this thing 250 bucks? (laughs) Like it was literally on blowout not that long ago. And he's like, man, I know he goes, I price my stuff with completed auctions on eBay. And he's like, I'm on the low end with this thing because people have just gone crazy for it. And so folks are snapping up everything. And so that got those wheels turning and I'm like, well, where are we all at with collecting? (laughs) And what are we doing now? And like Tim kind of alluded to with this pandemic quarantine life and things changing as far as your living circumstances and your cash flow circumstances, how have things morphed and evolved and changed for us? And then we can kind of segue that into a few of things that we've been observing in the collecting community on the larger scale. But uh, Sonny, yeah, man. what are you focused on collecting right now? Like, what, you are know, you, what are you grabbing? What are you dabbling in? And, you know, I, I know you're all in for everything with a pair of initials on there, but outside of things <laughs> made by the old ZS.
3: Yeah, my man. Um, You know, someone once told me, and I didn't believe him at the time, but they said it's on the inside that matters. And where that comes into my collecting, you know, I was like a huge steelbook guy. Like I had to get. The latest Steelbook thing, you know, movie whatever, and unfortunately, WB has kind of like put pushed me out of that market because they stopped releasing Steelbooks in Canada. And when I would get a Steelbook, like you know, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, all in forty-five bucks including shipping, you got the Blu-ray, you're all good. But now, if I have to go do a group buy, you know, it's pushing about seventy-five bucks a steelbook.
1: A steelbook
3: and per steelbook, yeah. Because you got to include shipping. Um, you got to include. Um, there's like a payment fee on top of that, like a percentage, and like a, like a five. The guy's charge like maybe like a five bucks, like, finder thing, and then he'll pack it up real nice for me and send it up. And you know, fair enough. Um, so you know, I was thinking of that, and I was like, you know, at the end of the day, like you know. Would I rather have this one steelbook, which, you know, sits on the shelf and some of them are displayed in my house. Like you, if if you ever see behind me, you see I have the whole MCU set displayed and I have some others displayed as well around the house. Um, but like outside of like the franchises like MCU, DC, Star Wars and the Monsterverse, for example, you know, I could just go and get the slipcover the 4K edition for 30, 35 bucks in Canada. So I could get two films for the price of one. And, you know, ever since I got my 4K player in TV, I've been going back and, like, getting 4K versions of films that I already had the Blu-ray for just because of, like, the uptick in resolution and, you know, the sound is better and the quality, picture quality, in my opinion, is better. So I'm going back and, like, there's, like, a steelbook that I have and I'm like, well, now I'm going to go back and buy the 4K for, like, 20 <laughs> to 30 bucks. So I'm like, it's starting to add up. And I'm like, you know, it's better to get, the 4K then to get like, you know, a Blu-ray steelbook and then have to go and get the 4K later. Because at the end of the day, um, this I don't know if you guys follow this YouTuber. Uh, he's, he's a guy called Serial at Midnight. And, and he does a lot of like physical media collecting and whatnot. And I was watching one of his videos and he brought up a good point. He's like, you know, I'm not a disc collector. I'm a collector of media, of art, of film. I want to watch these. You know, I don't want to just have them sit on my shelves and collect discs. And that kind of resonated with me because I have so many, like, films that are just sitting there. And, and I'm like, well, but the packaging was cool, you know, when I bought it. But the mm-hmm. Steelbook was cool when I bought it. Like, shit, man, I bought Gods of Egypt because I thought the Steelbook looked cool. Gods of Egypt with Gerald Butler playing, like, man, is that movie not good. But <laughs> the Steelbook is awesome. And it's, it's displayed on my shelf. But, like, you know, I could have bought, like, you know, the 4K set of of back to the future for example or indiana jones you know like something that's like actual like quality cinema so so for me that really like resonated with me and so i kind of been like you know what i want to get films in the best quality that they can which is the 4k disc and i want to get like films that like you know not just like you know i i was i had a tendency to just get sci-fi horror you know sci-fi or horror superhero films and you know I would kind of just stayed in my lane and I was like happy to stay in my lane and like I was like yo I watched like every superhero film and, and sci-fi and horror film and then you know what I one day I was just like you know what cinema is like this huge like, like films like this huge global like influence like there's films from all over the world all many different eras like I used to like see a film and I like look at the release date and be like oh this film was made in like 1952 like that's oh, probably not that good it's old it's so stupid thinking of me like so many classic films that I had just written off just because of the year they were made. And I, you know, I started realizing the error of my ways. And I'm like, don't be a bonehead. Like, you know, you're only on this earth for a limited amount of time. Go in and enjoy like the cinema that has been, you know, before you were born, before you know when your parents were young, before even they were born. Go and enjoy that. Go enjoy not just uh, North American releases. Go see films from Italy, go see films from Japan, um, go see films from, Mm -hmm. you know, Korea, Australia, Russia, there's a whole big world. And, you know, it really has broadened my scope and appreciate, you know, made me appreciate films from all different eras and regions that I probably would have not even given a chance, to be honest with you. So for me, that's kind of been my collecting thing is like, I've had a chance to kind of sit and like, really focus on like my collecting and be like, okay, like what, what's important? Like, why am I collecting these films? Like at the end of the day, you know, if, if I watch, you know, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of an example, but like, um, for example, just looking here, like 300, for example, if I get the steel book for like 75 bucks or I could get the 4k with a slip cover for 30 bucks and get another film for 30 bucks kind of thing. So that's kind of like where I'm at. And, um, you know, I'm definitely like, trying not to just get like i used to get like a lot of like um uh like like cheap films like just like oh this is on sale i'll I'll give it a try Mm -hmm. and then i was just like well you know if i i'd be like oh i could justify it because this film was like five bucks but then like if i buy like you know four or five of them i'm like shit if i didn't buy these like five dollar walmart bin purchases i could have got like you know a a film that like i actually really genuinely wanted to see for like 20 bucks so Mm -hmm. For me, I guess, like, that's kind of where my collecting has been at is just uh, broadening, but also kind of like narrowing down at the same time, if that makes sense. I like that, man. I like, <laughs> no, I like what
1: awesome. you're putting out yeah. there. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, that was totally cool. Like, yeah, no, thanks for sharing your focus and your, your dissertation for the Martin Scorsese <laughs> Film Institute. That, that's so. my
3: entry into film school. So Vancouver <laughs> okay. Film School or, you know, New York Film School, if you're listening to this podcast, am am I a member now?
2: Can I <laughs> you're film
3: school now? It yeah. was a pretty
2: compelling <laughs> argument, man. It was a pretty compelling argument.
1: But, right Timbo, there. you're just, like, chomping at the bit here, man. Where's, I love this um... discussion. I love I love collecting. I love talking about collecting. And to be honest with you, one of the things that I love most about collecting is, is the joy it brings me. And to be honest with you, as, as this pandemic has run on and as I've seen other collectors get frustrated and – and lines not really deliver either the quality or even the distribution and quantity that people want. It's kind of allowed me to step back a little bit too in a similar fashion to Sanjay, and picking up on, on a similar tone there about looking at, at things that actually make me happy and kind of focusing in as to why I collect. And the big thing for me right now is I've embraced like over the past year, and we talked about the end of last year, and even part of the what i'm looking forward to in 2021 this year is is embracing the beyond and i found that this this benefit although maybe not a benefit financially but the benefit of diversifying (laughs) what you collect and me kind of being this all-consuming collector now when i collect Jurassic park and ghostbusters ninja turtles marvel legends star wars lego pez whatever like i have my list is a million miles long but I will tell you one thing. I never, ever find myself now disappointed in collecting. Because when Star Wars isn't delivering for me, I just move on to Jurassic Park. When I can't find something on eBay, I find something in Marvel Legends. I can't find... You know what I mean? Like I find that I can always pivot to something that brings me joy. And I found myself actually really relinquishing a lot of that, that pent-up plastic anxiety, as we've dubbed it here, over pre-orders over getting every single black series over getting every single marvel legend and coming to that understanding that personal understanding that i'll get it eventually i just got a holy grail that i thought it was never going to own i'm sure i'm going to be able to find this marvel legend that came out or is coming out in 2021 whether it's on the pegs or online so i, I stopped worrying about that and started looking back at the things and the reason i collect and that's because I love it because I enjoy it and if it's six different franchises that I collect because they all make me act, I'm gonna do that and that's what that's I've been doing <laughs> that's, that's my awesome, collecting man. man this year it's it's that... whatever makes me smile is the direction I'm gonna point
2: man and it's it's you kind of see it like you just seem to be enjoying the collecting and it's all bringing you happiness as opposed to like the the anxiety like the tick box the checklist of i gotta nail all these black series and are we going to be able to find them in stores or do i need to pay the premium to do the pre-order with the shipping mm. or yeah and it's just yeah it's every day tim has something new and cool and super fun and a big grin on your face and well
1: and it's 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 yeah. wild because you know when you the word focus doesn't exist in my vocabulary anymore and when it comes to collecting <laughs> But it, the most disheartening thing I've seen over the last couple of years is, is particularly in Star Wars collectors is how disenfranchised he's become with Hasbro and the product and the distribution issues. And, you know, it, I don't it that bothers me because this this should be a hobby that brings you perpetual joy. Mm-hmm. And I do that I, I got stuck in that cycle myself a couple years ago with like the funko's and the black series and this that and missing out and stuff and getting mad and frustrated because i couldn't find it i I, I had lost my way a little bit here and I, this the beyond embracing that is what allowed me to to like i said enjoy this passion again expensive but i enjoy it that, that's amazing man that's amazing we all got
2: to have our robocop yeah you do <laughs> 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 Troy, my brother. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, where's your focus at? Craven the hunter, because like a fellow like you, you just will it into existence. Yes, hundred like, percent. I'm gonna leave my door. I'm gonna drive to that store, and I want A, B, C, and D. And it's like, oh, here's A, here's B, there's D, and then shoot. As I'm walking through the checkout. There's C. Where's my chocolate so, milk? Oh, here's the Shang-Chi yeah. figure yeah. that literally yeah. just was announced.
3: <laughs>
4: the exactly. store just comes out. like, we're not
3: going to put these out, but you look like a man who may want this. Yeah. Here's a complete Eternals yeah. yeah. figure line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you want chocolate milk? Well, here's an action yeah. figure.
2: Yeah. 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 It's hiding That's, behind the milk. It's like the big boss. It's like when the greeter sees him coming, it's like, oh, the boss is coming. Yeah. Get, yeah. It, get the box. Get the box. Like, get it out. Get it out. He's back. He's back. <laughs> Don't make him wait. That's Don't Call man. him Craven the Hunter.
0: <laughs> You're killing me. That's that's <laughs> that's hilarious. No, man, my it's 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 crazy. Like for me, it's a mixed bag because it's 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 focus, but then my focus expands. <laughs> um so you know, um it, it started off with Marvel Legends or Marvel Slux and then the Legends and then the Black Series. And for me, um, you know, listening to Kyle actually the other day on tumbling the Saber and Carlos and those guys, and I kind of fall a little bit on the same page with some of the Black Series stuff. But I I kind of, for me, feel like it's an opportunity actually now for me to scale some stuff, which is something I've never really done. I'm actually planning on kind of getting rid of a couple of uh, Black Series that just don't resonate with me um, anymore. And it's kind of cool. Like, I'm actually fine with that at this point. Um, I like having a little bit more of a narrow focus. And if there's figures that I'm walking past and I don't even, like, look at them, I don't, you know, do a double take, I'm like, ah. Maybe it's time for me to get rid of these guys. So, the Marvel Legends for me are like a mainstay. I've mm-hmm. I've tried so hard to decide whether I want to go all MCU or comic, but I can't. Like I'm a, a massive fan of both. The Hot Toys, I'm never going to slow down on those things. <laughs> um, the McFarlane stuff, I can get a little more picky and choosy, but it's really hard because that line is just. I they just don't really drop the ball. It's it's unbelievable what those guys have been able to do within. What they're not I even mean, year two yet. You know, yeah. it's 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 unreal what they're doing, but they're making the collecting a little hard because it's so good. Um, the retro stuff's cool because, at least for like the little three and three quarter stuff, because they don't come that much mm-hmm. or that often. So, um, yeah, for me, man, I just kind of looked at my focus of Star Wars stuff and what can I kind of get rid of at this time to make space. And I just want to kind of change up some of my displays, man, on on, on my Marvel side over there. I want to I wanna do some cool things. I'm going to do a big switcheroo. But um, for me, I'm just enjoying it. I'm really just having a blast. And then I look at the things that like, well, if I'm not liking it, there's an opportunity somewhere in there for me to like something about this aspect, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, So yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just having fun, you know, because it's been crazy. It's been a crazy year, but the figures we've gotten, I I honestly think have been the best. It's been one of the best years I've seen from the hot toys, from the Marvel legends, from the three and three quarter retro stuff, to the black series, to the McFarlane. I've been giving mad praise to the statue games out there. Um, DC Comics, in my opinion, has been killing it. I think everything is just firing on all cylinders. Obviously, Star Wars—the the content we're getting—is just been amazing. So for me, I'm just here sitting there, eating my popcorn and enjoying everything right now, man. <laughs> because everything is just awesome. It's it. It really simply is. So, yeah, man. That's 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 roughly where I am with uh with my collecting. I'd have to say say for now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. That's awesome. And for me, it just kind of builds on something that like you and Tim. Uh, spoke about was just fun, and for me, the big change in gear and what I've been focused on and what I've been loving is just loose collecting, mm-hmm. just collecting stuff for the joy of it. And like these mcfarlanes I can't take them out of the package fast enough, and yeah. boxes going to the recycling. And I'm just loving buying and opening figures and enjoying them because, like, I've been a collector for like 30 years and i've got loads of amazing mint in box stuff and it's nicely packaged and put away at my house and i got stuff at my parents' house i don't even know what's there but it's amazing i'll tell you that much <laughs> but like how, how do i enjoy that kind of thing right and so uh that really hit me when tim started dipping into the retro stuff and he's like finding this cool batman stuff from the dark knight collection and I didn't know if I owned it or not. And I was like, if I do own it, like, th- this is problematic. And then with the pandemic, I couldn't go to my parents' house and start going through those boxes. So I was like, well, what's what's the point of that? So you guys kind of goaded me into trying out this McFarlane line. And, mm. man, <laughs> that, that the first hit is free indeed because I just can't stop. Like, they're just so fun. There's just such good, meaty, beefy figures yeah. and – a ton of fun to play with. And then I would have never thought, and it's 110% your guy's fault, but for whatever reason, I'm spending money on Black Series figures.
1: <laughs> I will but- take that blame every single day of the week, man. <laughs> Troy, man, you're what right what there with joy. me too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not in. I'm not in, man. Oh yeah, this guy's
2: showing up with Anakin heads to my house. He's like, oh, we got to keep this train going. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, like it's been, it's been fun, and like just how much joy it brings my daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of like I had Kane and Hera just sitting on our dryer there. I was like, they're in quarantine, but you can go look. And goes rushing in there, and like, she she's been helping out, and her great grandma. She'll go and clean her place, and like she spent some of the money that she saved up buying this freaking Captain Rex figure, and I was <laughs> like, man. Two years ago, you didn't even know who this guy was. <laughs> and now you're you're spending your own hard-earned cash on Captain Rex. So that's, awesome. that's also been a cool new little focus kind of thing. And I, I've been having a ton of fun. And because she's kind of like so focused on that prequel era and just the two shows that followed it, that uh, the, the scope of hunting that stuff is pretty narrow. So it's been kind of For now. enjoyable to... Yeah, I know. All all you guys are hitting that right age that grew up with that prequel era stuff, and they're they're gonna be monetizing you soon. So we'll see, man. I'm I'm gonna be joining that Bankers Federation I'm trying to shut them clones down, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with uh with trying to shut things down and like how has the game changed for you guys in this pandemic life? Like what uh what are your tendencies? What are your habits? What are you seeing that's available to you? Maybe not available to you with that online space versus heading out to stores versus things that you just can't get and you're moving on from.
1: How's the game changed for you, Timbo? Uh, you know, it's to be honest with you, the physical hunt has almost disappeared for me. When it comes to grinding in the toy aisles and the sprint through the women's section to get to the the toy <laughs> the toy aisles in walmart and kind of dipping in and out and doing those little side trips when you're out and about groceries or whatever and say oh there's a walmart or a toys r us it's kind of on the way i'm gonna dip into that or even like the trips to snap and some of the local comic book shops for me a lot of that has come to a grinding halt we're relatively conservative here on on where we go from a safety perspective and all that and so i've i've really turned to the secondary market and we've crawled here endlessly about Facebook Marketplace and Kijiji, but that's become my, my main source of collectibles. And like you said, Carl, it's about the loose collecting too. The, the decision I made a couple of years back at your advice was <clears throat> break away from the inbox collecting. And what that did was that opened up a whole new avenue as to how I could purchase figures because I didn't have to have a mint inbox figure where I meticulously looked over the corners to make sure they weren't bent or frayed or the paint was fine or the the bubble wasn't scratched. Once I got rid of all that, I was able to to buy a Marvel Legend, to buy a Jurassic Park retro figure or a Ninja Turtle that wasn't mint in box. I could spend half of the amount of money. I I got a deal in the background going right here for all the Shang-Chi figures that just came out for $10 less than retail. They just don't have to build a figure piece in them not even, not even in the box. And so for me, that's, that's the big difference is it's not the physical grind anymore. And yes, I do wade into the online stuff. I do have some pre-orders through Amazon, which I don't get overly confident because we've all had various Amazon pre-order figures canceled and all that. And so I do some of the pre-order stuff, but I don't get too wound up about it. I have the confidence that if i can't find it troy's gonna find it for me (laughs) or your (laughs) wife carlos is gonna find it for me (laughs) so i've always had the safety net behind me and so yeah that's that's my big difference this year and even the last year and a half is is a physical game is is different it's it's near non-existent but i know i'm still able to maintain and spend the same if not more every single week Sonny, how about you, man? You kinda of, you, you
2: built on it quite a bit with how you answered the first question with the yeah. transition away from steelbooks to the four K stuff you can get locally and yeah. um some of the discs buying and whatnot. But any other changes for you, like fundamental things that you find you're just not doing anymore that were mainstays um, in the past?
3: To be honest with you, when the pandemic first started, I was Amazon heavy. Like I was like I'm not really like going out. Um Amazon has all the stuff, uh, cruise for deals, snap it up on Amazon. We're all good. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to support more local Canadian stores. So um, Uninstructed View and Sunrise Records here in Canada, um, they're more like, like the HMV um, mm-hmm. or um, FYE down in the States, um, which... Coincidentally, Sunrise just purchased Fye a while ago. I don't know how, but uh, <laughs> we don't get any Fye exclusives yet. But hopefully, one day. Oh, uh, we do
2: because my kid pops. collected all the Fye Looney Tune DC Comics pops. Oh, Sunrise.
3: and they were at Sunrise.
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we just picked them up off the shelf there. Like we'll they showed that up. Then. Yeah. It <laughs> was a weird release. We certainly didn't get them all at the same time, but yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, don't give up hope, man.
3: Yeah. Alright, well, um, yeah, and uh, so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna support those, so, you know, I, I don't go too often, but, like, um, if there's, like, a couple bucks difference between the two, you know what, I'll just go to my Sunrise and support them, because I want them to be here in 10, 20 years' time. Amazon will be here forever, right? Like, it's not going anywhere, they don't need my money, um, but Sunrise, like, I want to support them, and also Unobstructed View um, is this website in Canada, and at first, when I used them, to be honest with you, their shipping was kind of slow. Um, but lately, they have turned it around where their shipping is super fast now. Like, I get stuff within within a week. Um, and that includes, like, stuff that was out of print. Not out of print, but, like, they had out of stock. And they had to, like, order it in from Criterion for me and then send it to me. So, they are fantastic. They've really done a, a good job. And another one um, is from the U.K., is is the site Zavi um, I mentioned that I've been buying stuff from the UK. Yeah, baby. It's been real smashing. <laughs> that was my Austin Powers. Was it?
4: He's he's coming back. He's coming
3: back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, baby.
1: <laughs>
3: that the Austin Powers? Or did that just delve into like Borat powers?
1: <laughs> Somewhere in there. <laughs>
3: I'm going to blame my vocal coach for that one. <laughs> um, because part of the reason is um, I mentioned I've been picking up more 4K discs. The beauty of it is they're region free. So a lot of times when I was just picking up Blu-rays, I would see something overseas and be like, oh, that looks awesome. It's not coming out here in Canada. I would love to get it region B locked. Only available, you know, you can get the disc, but it'll only play on a European region B player. So it's pretty much useless. So the beauty... <laughs> so the beauty... Well, I mean, like, it's useless for me here in Canada. Like, you know, I don't have a region-free player, so... Or a PlayStation. <laughs> um, is PlayStation region-free? Yeah. Yeah, you can play anything on there, man.
2: Really?
4: Like since PS2,
2: yeah. man.
3: Yeah, man.
4: It's been region Yeah. Free. No, Best I tried,
3: I've tried stuff on like my PS3 and it didn't work. I don't know. I didn't know that. Oh, well, maybe I put it in backwards. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the beauty of the, the four k is region free. So I can get films that are cheaper overseas, you know, when they have deals and I wait for deals and you know, they're cheaper and sometimes they're not even available here in North America. So um, like, like I mentioned, the first uh, Bay Ninja Turtles film didn't get a 4k release here in North America so I'm able to get stuff like that. So, you know, that's where it's come, come for me is, you know, trying to focus less on the Amazon Walmart's big box chains and, and go more for like local stuff. And, uh, you know, I, after this is over, um, I really like want to support like more like the, like, like the flea markets as well, like garage sales, like do more of that. Um, small, like, uh, pawn shops that have like discs and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's, um, you you'd be amazed to see the deals that they have cuz like these these movies and stuff that they're buying it's like they buy for like 10 cents right like so they're super cheap that they're like selling them at so um trying to support more more low um not local and uh less yeah the amazons oh of the world
2: That's awesome man that's awesome Troy the hunt yeah. man how how has craven <laughs> changed his game or have you changed it at all cuz you uh, you seem to be the only one that can still still grind it out yeah it's, it's been a
0: grind man i had to change it up completely to be honest i mean I, I attack all these stores as hard as possible i'm online as much as possible but you know what it is man um i had a couple sweet spots for the last couple years like like i used to like leave my work and i could hit up um the ikea the ikea area mm-hmm. that we all know in town yeah. and it was, it was a gravy run because i could hit up the walmart I got myself like two chicken sauté subs. Love those <laughs> used things. Used to be an EB then, in there. And then I could go to the EB. And that was the thing. I could go to the EB games and the EB games got taken out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, so now all there is, is just the Walmart and the Vietnamese subs. <laughs> and then I got to go down to uh to Southland and get uh the Toys restaurant. Mm-hmm. I got to do the Toys restaurant and then I can double back and have the Walmart. But the, missing that EB and the flow kind of screws me up a little bit. And then also there was another run that I used to do off of um, off the Crow trial there. Um there's the Walmart or Northland. So there's the Walmart and then there was the uh
3: that is North, such a Northland. Dead mall. It's a dead mall. <laughs> oh I think it's
0: Northland goodness. or North Hill, but it had it had an EB games yeah. in there as well. And I think I, yeah. I messaged uh, Carlos, it's like, man, it's it's done. Like they, they took that E B too. Oh no way. So that yes. EB, oh no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of unfortunate. So the the bright side though, again, I'm trying to go in with that that optimism. Um it helps me and it encourages me to go more to the local comic book stores. So what I have been doing is even if I do find a cool figure from like a Walmart, I can go to my comic book store. And if they have it there, I will pick up the one from the comic book store. And then eventually I'll just return mm-hmm. the other one to Walmart. Because I, I I love, like like I said, like my comic book guy, man. That guy comes through. So I always got to support. He has a couple boxes too where there's a bunch of loose figures. It's really, really cool yeah. for like kid bashing or just stuff that you just don't see anymore. So I always go through those short boxes. A um, couple pawn shops every now and then when I'm trying to get my Sonny on. And look at those steel <laughs> books. Yeah, man. I'll I'll roll through there. But the pre-order game has been it's been nice because it's a little more secure, but I don't always bank on it. And you know, going off of like last week's kind of thrill and hunt that Carlos and I had for May the 4th, like like I said, if it went another way, I'd probably be still pretty unhappy right now. But because we secured our figures. I'm cool, but it was really exciting thinking back, much like Tim and I's experience in 2015's <laughs> uh, Force Friday, right? Or even the last Force Friday, right? When when Timbo secured that Mando, and I was like, to see Mando in like four of the other WalMarts that I went to, or, or Toys R Us, right? So it's all about the thrill of the hunt, too. Yeah. But every now and then you got it, you got to change it up, you got to evolve or die when it comes to some of these things, right? So <laughs> <laughs> cause that's the it, hunt's man. Real, that's man. it. I it is. tell y'all, the hunt is real. <laughs> yeah.
2: I know, man. There's some crazy parts of that story, like. <laughs> the the fact that i was thinking force friday or may the 4th and i secured all those figures it's like why am i buying these figures that, that's a lot of, that's like, a lot of
1: bank like the like troy said like craven said the hunt is real yeah and then the two chicken
2: satay subs like man <laughs> oh, that's man. A, that's best, impressive best part of that story man <laughs>
3: yeah Troy's I, I expect for like no less. Twenty percent of the chickens in Alberta. He just eats chicken and salmon. I guess <laughs> like that shredded look. <laughs>
2: yeah, for me, the, like honestly, that's that's the piece that's changed is the dabbling and doing it with my kid a lot more. Mm. And then, man, I've really throttled back on like. There's there's one big statue purchase on the horizon. Um but as far as like the other pre-orders and like uh, the hot toys and all that kind of stuff, I've taken my foot off the gas because March, 2022, the Batman is coming. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and that's, uh, yeah, you talk about the hunt being real, mm. that hunt's going to be real and real expensive. <laughs> so, so, so that's kind of what's been changed for me is I've been uh, just letting those, uh, those pennies pile up and, in
1: anticipation
2: of that movie taking oh. all my money,
1: I love your oh. saving powder already. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's gonna go all. He's gonna get like a real life-size Batmobile. Oh, he's making. He's making He's one
2: making. Right it, now. Man, it's in his garage. Dude, yeah. Th- th- yeah. that was a that was a real story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I got I got kiboshed when I was like, "Hey, so I found this car. I want to make a Batmobile with your dad." It's like, <laughs> mm, <laughs> no, here's a Witcher figure. Go
1: to your room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's,
2: Exactly. Yeah, she's probably hitting up Big J in the DMs. I need something to
1: to take this Batmobile off. Yeah. Help me. Help me. Yeah. And then he's out chasing people in a parking lot last week.
2: Yeah, exa- see? My car would have come in handy 100%. with that.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> so oh.
2: just to transition a little bit off from where we're at, and, and we can just kind of do like a round table discussion if you want, but... What are you guys seeing as far as trends in collecting, what's available, what's not available, things that have shot up in price? Kind of like I gave that example of the Batmobile at Snap all of a sudden going from twenty four ninety nine clearance at Toys R Us to 249 bucks on his shelf. What have you guys kind of seen as far as uh, what your experience watching other people in the game and like Tim had touched on people just giving up? throwing their hands up in frustration because they can't get anything or to be honest, dipping back into some of the old peeps in the statue world. Like there are guys that are coming out of this pandemic in bankruptcy because (laughs) they are spending money, Way faster than I know they can make it, kind of thing. So
1: yeah, you know the funny thing you say about about the money thing, and you know talking to Marty up at the shop and all that, and he says like it's been mental because I asked him like, oh you every time I'm in there you keep him busy you keep him busy because I always have that same fear and and that same prerogative of going in supporting him on purpose because I don't want to see the brick and mortar store of disappear, and he said it's as busy as he's ever been, and I think the pandemic, in one sense has pushed people towards this hobby and i also think that it kind of has aligned with this nostalgic era of toy collecting this window that we all fall in this 25 to 30 like the true vintage stuff from when we were children have become immensely popular again not only because mattel and hasbro and that NECA are recreating elements of that in this quote-unquote retro space but even people going back and collecting or recollecting their childhood, like I'm doing, it's, it's become super popular and everyone's playing to it. Things like movies, and this is why I'm going hard at Ghostbusters because I think Afterlife is going to again cause a huge spike in people chasing after that. When they see this movie, they see familiar things: the Ecto One, the Marshmallow Men, all this stuff. They're going, oh, I can I can go buy that on Kijiji or I can find that in Walmart now. And so it's it's all about the companies, films, and even people with a bit of extra cash looking for a hobby is playing well into this nostalgia thing. Even Pokemon. Ugh. People are selling like those cards are... It, go online, guys, if you have it and type in, go to an auction site for Pokemon cards. And the money that is being spent is astronomical. Three or four zeros larger than anything I've ever purchased. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true, man. Like, even even
2: at Snap, like, it's one of the most wonderful stores in this space that you can find right now in around our city. And nobody was shopping anywhere aside from the counter that he has set up for Pokemon, He which said didn't even exist last time yeah. I was there.
1: He told me, he said, that thing, that, the Pokemon alone is what allows him to bring all this other stuff in. Like, he said, that pays the bills, that pays the rent. And like I'm in here like digging through bins, and he says the reason that he- I'm able to do this is because of Pokemon. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you gotta let those
2: sunnies finance <laughs> finance our hobbies somehow, right?
3: Hey, <laughs> right, man, I got those Pokemon cards. I gotta I gotta get on them and sell them, and go to Hawaii or something.
2: <laughs> That's right, the big family vacay.
3: Yeah, buddy.
2: Yeah. Well, how about um, you guys? What did you guys notice as far as trends with people collecting and? What they're doing, what they're not doing, where you see the industry going.
3: For movie collecting, the one thing I've noticed um, for physical media is stores are unfortunately paring down. Um, back in the day, like Troy mentioned, Northland Mall, that Walmart used to be like the best. And that Best Buy used to be the best. Like every Black Friday, every Boxing Day, I was hitting up that mall, doing the double. And there was like a future shop yeah. in there for a little yeah, bit yeah, of too. So you would yeah, do the right. triple you yeah. do the future shop Best Buy and Walmart and it was yeah. fan freaking tastic. And I have some great memories lining up there, you know, getting minus 40 degrees and driving my car there so I can get, you know, Spider-Man two on DVD special set and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, physical media is falling down like in store shelves. Like they're taking up less physical space as stores. Um, have they completely gone away? No. Like, every week they still have the new releases you know they're like okay these are like the new titles that are coming out but if you go to a store and you think like okay like the dark knight like one of the greatest if not the greatest superhero films of all time you go to like a Walmart, you probably wouldn't be able to find it. You know, like back in the day, you'd be like, that's unfathomable that they wouldn't have the Dark Knight or like a film like Titanic or, you know, like Star Wars Episode Four. You know, you'd be like, that should be there. But now the catalog titles are getting less and less and less. And what I've noticed is for the new releases, it's kind of causing a panic because back in the day, you have a new release, it'll stay on that shelf. You know, it won't be on like the new release rack. It would go into like the the side bins for, you know, you still get it in like a month's time, you know, two months time. Nowadays, once it's off, like the new release shelf, at least here in Canada, once it's off the new release shelf, it's not there anymore. And so you're going to have to go to like, okay, um, these are like the big box titles, like a Sunrise, which specializes in physical media. Yeah, that's why I kind of like them too, because you can get the back catalog titles, but like a Walmart or a Best Buy, you go into those stores and, they are just like not devoting any shelf space to physical media. And the one thing I also noticed with physical media is um, back in the day, they would just like give you, you know, bare bones packaging. Here's the disc. Enjoy it. Go away. Special feature, you know, would be like, you get a digital tray, you get a trailer with this and you're like, I could just watch the trailer on YouTube. <laughs> like this isn't any special feature, <laughs> but uh, more boutique labels like Arrow Video, Criterion, they're really like, giving you like beautiful packaging. I just picked up like Donnie Darko on 4k and it has like this beautiful, like hardcover shell. And it kind of looks like a book on your shelf and it looks amazing. It's got amazing artwork and the special features on this thing. Like it has interviews, lost interviews with cast members, um, you know, commentary with the director, stuff like that, that uh, they're really like pouring more into it. So I think they're really catering to like a small niche crowd where they're like, okay, you know, Joe Blow and Sally Blow, when they go to Walmart, you know, to pick up their milk and eggs, they're not going to, like, stop and pick up the movie. But, like, Sanjay Steelbooks, he's going to be like, okay, I will spend, you know, the 40 50 bucks to get, like, the deluxe Ultimate Edition um, <laughs> with, like, all the packaging and make it look all pretty and on 4K kind of thing. So, I really, that you know, those are kind of the two trends that I've noticed uh, with physical media. And To be honest, it was kind of going that way for a long time. But the pandemic kind of mm-hmm. accelerated things yeah. because when physical stores are closed, you know, they're like, well, I'm just going to stream everything, right? Like I really want to watch Wonder Woman 84. You know, I'm just going to stream it. You know, I, I really want to watch whatever. I'm just going to stream it. You know, I don't want to go to the store, you know, totally understandable. You know, you're in a pandemic, you know, you don't want to just go to the store and just be like, I'm just going to pick up this movie, right? When I can just stream it at home. I get that. And then totally understandable um and so it just kind of like um expediated uh the decline of physical media in stores and that's why you know for me i'm like i'm gonna support sunrise because they that is their whole gimmick is physical media and they do have like i can go into sunrise and find the dark knight and they'll be like do you want dvd blu-ray 4k you know what i mean so um or any like you know sometimes like they'll have like super like rare hard to find films there so that's kind of why I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna put my money in those companies that are supporting physical media. So uh, those are kind of the two trends that I've noticed.
2: Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome, Troy. What are you seeing out there, man, on those streets? <clears throat> well, I mean, for the most part, it's been
0: it's been covered, but I guess on my end, I've, I've been noticing uh, the price increases, man. Mm, yeah. Um, the Black yes. Series, the Marvel Legends, now too and um especially when it comes to these deluxe figures Ugh. you know the exclusives that eb games best buy really you know taking advantage of that stuff and it's that's kind of crushing that's kind of crushing but again um what that kind of does for me is it looks at these figures and i'm like well you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna ease off this mm-hmm. and I'm probably put it to something more high end i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drop 40 bucks on a qui-gon gym <laughs> like, I'm not, you know what I mean in the red card like I'm just I'm not going to do that and I've been seeing that yeah from the Qui-Gon Jinn from um, the Infinity Saga Kalf, stuff too the Infinity Saga stuff that's coming out and, I, and and at least at least when it comes to the MCU stuff especially stuff like that I can kind of justify it because coming off of Endgame like that's such a I know it's, we're, we're a little ways in now from it but that, that movie hit mm. hard with people and those figures people were really asking for so i still don't really like the price but i mean at least i'm like okay 40 bucks for an odin for you know a chubby chub thor like okay but um yeah like the qui-gon the mace windu it's... the thing is like when i'm seeing the star wars stuff these are figures that have already yeah. been released and they're dropping the 40 right. they're repacks right um the marvel legends is actually apart from like this new like what they call them infinity saga like release figures or whatever it's kind of
1: like their 10th anniversary thing The 10th anniversary kind of yeah. thing
0: but i mean at least for those like yeah it's brand new figures yeah. and they've actually kind of been good to the fans and or the customers in some ways where they've taken the build figures and they've given them to you mm-hmm. like the venom the big venom they've yeah. given them to you in like a one stop kind of buy right. for like the 30 35 bucks so that's kind of some cool wiggle room. And the Marvel Legends have always kind of come packed with accessories and what have you and, and head swaps and hand swaps. But the Black Series hasn't. So for the, for the Black Series price to increase that much, I'm like, that's kind of weird because you guys have already kind of had a rocky start as is since, um, well, since uh, like their final two movies. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I just think that's kind of weird and kind of unfortunate, and and for me, like I said, it's just something that kind of pushes me more away away uh, from their stuff, and like that's why I kind of branched out and been like, hey, like uh, this new high end Ninja Turtle, like maybe I will try my hand at that as opposed to buying like two of their like forty dollar um, figures, which is just for me, I'm just I'm not feeling it. But that's something I've noticed, and I think it's something that was going there anyways. Um, I think this kind of just sped it up. But I did see Black Series. I think Black Series did it like last year. They increased the yeah. price, and then this year around now, Marvel Legends, like the X Men wave, I saw those things are all going for like thirty two ninety nine. Yeah, they've bumped them now, up like, like
1: what three bucks each. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then the three three quarter. Like I've never been a big three three quarter guy. I think that vintage line is like eighteen dollars. It's why I never I got into
1: it ever. Like I never, I've yeah. never bought in a single when they revamped that line. I've not bought a single one. The price point was the immediate turnoff for me great figures and that's, and
0: that's crazy yeah
1: but 18 bucks a pop like and the hard thing is too like when you talk about price is that you look at the yeah. like neck of turtles mm-hmm. what you get out of those the swaps the like all the accessories the weapons the quality and then you go to the mcfarland same thing and then you're getting like for the same price or less or more sorry you're getting the black series like i love those red phantom menace card back figures but like near 40 bucks per one like that. Like to me, that's just too much. That's crazy.
0: Oh, that's, that's why I've been, you know, just waving the flag for, for Todd, for McFarlane, because yeah, like these three and three quarters are 18 bucks, or you can get a seven inch figure for Mm 24.99. And these are like well detailed. They don't really do the whole reuse of body parts. Often. Like a lot of these times, these are like new sculpts that Todd's going in to work with. And uh, that's why I just give a lot of high praise to that stuff for, for me, like my money is just better suited towards that 24.99, Huge figures, nice box. So if you're an inbox guy, they look great. If you take them out, they're articulate just as well, if not better than Star Mover legends. So, um yeah, it just really makes you kind of like pick and choose a little bit more, right? Spend your money a little more cautiously, I guess, when it comes to some of these
2: increases in certain uh series. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'll close this out with the one place that we haven't gone, and that's comic books.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And, man, I kind of worry for what the future of physical comic books are and that i spent a lot of time in my local just chatting with the manager and the customers there and i i've said it on twitter a whole bunch of times there is nobody under 24 walking in to buy their weekly books kind of thing mm-hmm. you get the odd person younger than 24 coming in to buy trades or something that they're interested in but no floppies no floppies. Nobody's coming to pull a file. And then talking with our boy Marty, like we, I'm in there for hours every time I go <laughs> in there, kind of thing. It's a full day event, but um, he was saying like he he's lost. It, it, the last file that he lost was a guy that collected eighty books, eighty books a month, which is insane money, but guy just packed it in, and it took him. Four months to get a new customer to open a file because people just aren't going there for file comics. That new guy collects two. Mm -hmm. You go from one guy collecting 80 books to a new guy collecting two. Wow, like my store, it is like the source in the city for floppies. Like, there's no better place for back issues. They're on the cutting edge of getting stuff in as far as weekly books go. There's a few of the independent publishers that did select uh retailers to do books through they were selected they were one of only four stores in canada oh, wow. to get the book so that's like how specialized they are with floppies and stuff there's nobody opening new files there and the only new faces that are in there speculators buying first issues first appearances variants that they kind of hear about and man I've, I've seen that game before and when that dies out like you watch it now just pick a variant book that's coming out to all the listeners. It's a fun experiment. So pick like whatever hot variant book is coming out and you watch it and you watch that eBay price for the first two weeks and then just put a pin in it and go back four weeks later, six weeks later, nobody's touching that thing. It's worth nothing. Nobody cares. Cause everybody's moved on to the nine different things mm-hmm. in between, right? Mm-hmm. The, all these independent labels, like the first issues flying off the shelves, your retailers are stuck with all the rest of the books. Like Batman, Fortnite, like people were cutting each other's throats, phoning my store, giving death threats. I guarantee you, he has a stack of issue twos (laughs) sitting on the shelf that ain't nobody going to buy. So yeah, that's kind of the unfortunate trend. And I think kind of once the pandemic collecting, you know, people fill in their times with the new hobbies, once that wanes... I really fear for what the state of physical comics is going to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, Tim and I have been tossing around the idea of doing a show or a couple shows with a couple friends about that very topic. So if it's something that interests you, hit us up in the DM or on Twitter or whatever and let us know and we'll put that together. we got some neat guys and, in fact, the manager of our store runs a pretty big podcast so Mm -hmm. he's he's expressed he's expressed interest in playing with us but uh yeah let's finish it on a happy note and just uh
3: sorry just before to finish it you know what's gonna save comic books is the dc versus marvel part five crossover because they had so many back in the (laughs) 90s they're gonna do one more to save everything one more vote in you gotta phone in and vote who's gonna win each battle it's gonna save one more last
2: hurrah well man who knows with all the cross-pollination of all the talent now, like if yeah. they're not leaving to do independence, Dan Jurgens is literally drawing something for Marvel. right now. So <laughs> yeah, that's the, the harbinger of the apocalypse, I think. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> is that that's happening. <laughs> but, uh, what's on the horizon, Sonny, real quick. What's on the horizon for you, man, as far as acquisitions or new purchases uh, or different know, things, um
3: just picking up more 4k titles and just kind of that's that's about it uh just seeing what's out there and uh what's big acquisitions for physical media man there's like a lot coming out lately coming out soon like indiana jones is getting a 4k set so um that'll excite some of you out there and uh just waiting to see what else comes out so uh like space jam just got announced a new 4k so all these titles that previously just on Blu-ray, getting now 4K releases are very exciting. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. There
2: we go, buy them all over again. <laughs>
3: yeah, oh, yeah, you get the DV- you get the VHS, you get the DVD, the Blu-ray, and now the 4K. So
2: <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons, right, where they had like the landfill and they had the the spot for people's VHS tapes, the spots for people's DVDs, and then they had like a spot <laughs> reserved for Blu-ray. <laughs> and we're literally there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Troy, my man, you yeah. uh, you went all new, all different very yeah. recently. But yes, uh, what's on the horizon for you, man? Shelves, man. Can I get me some
0: shelves? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely got to buy myself some new shelves. Um, next big hunt probably is um, the red and blue soups, man. That Target, whenever that guy comes out, that's something that's going to be uh, fun to kind of t- track down for the summertime. I- I'm-, I'm hearing whispers that's probably going to be a Toys R Us exclusive. Ooh, and yeah. um and then i'm just waiting for that october man for that uh for that ahsoka ahsoka's next she's the next one on the list so can't wait for that one to come in season seven man that's that's uh, that's
2: that's a fire fire character right there that's your jam and i'm gonna block yes, you sir. on all my daughter's social media because when she sees that thing <laughs> she loves ahsoka <laughs> so i can't look at can't, you, look at i i can't <laughs> let it cross her eyes and uh timbo
1: for you man yeah, it's uh there's three main things that are gonna dominate my not too distant future here. One, I got a hot tub, my first hot tub coming in here. Marty keeps promising it's gonna be in two weeks, but I'm still waiting, Marty. <laughs> 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 Fingers crossed that comes in soon. Marvel Legends are back in a big, substantial way as the films roll in. Here we got four films and another four Disney Plus shows, all which will have some representation in the MCU Legends space. I've got an entire Disney Plus wave on order. The Infinity Saga stuff is coming. Shang-Chi already out there. Some Black Widow two-packs coming out. So I took a year off of collecting new Marvel Legends from the MCU space because they just didn't exist. And now they're all coming at once. And last but not least, certainly NECA TMNT, man. Got the latest pre-order from the April. Got that secured. I've got my accessory kit coming here. I've got Danny secured in a loot crate now. <laughs> <laughs> Expert tmnt so those are the the big three right now that are going to to be filling my space here and of course the retro stuff but those things are, are definitely on tap and almost all of them are, are paid for already so it's it's gonna be nice when they drop in and uh i don't have to watch my credit card go cha-ching cha-ching ching
2: that'll be no that'll be good and uh you know what We've gone a little long here so all I'll say is the Batman is coming. Yes it
1: is. Yeah. <laughs> yes it is. Yes it is. You know what Carlos? Yes, we went long, but these are the type of discussions that I'd I'd very much prefer to go long on because I find that this gives a a fresh and new and a vastly varied scope to and perspective of collecting. And guys, we'd love to hear more about your collections, what you're seeing in collecting, what you're doing in collecting because it is a huge focus here in the nerd room for all of us and we all reside in different niche spaces some of us more broad than others but yeah just hit us up at the nerd ram if you'd like to be a bigger part of this conversation a bigger part of this show you can find everything that we do over at the nerd the hunt is real you can find it over on instagram there's gonna be exciting stuff going up in over this weekend into next week with all the big acquisitions that most of us has found here Just this past week and the weeks to come here, guys, with Collecting, it is a place to find what we are doing. Twitter, it's always a place you can find us roaming around looking for something to talk about. Our handles, like always, are at the end of the episode. And I'd like to thank you guys for indulging in this incredible collecting discussion this week. And I look forward to breaking down another Week in Nerd. In next week's episode, we're talking all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. That is every Thursday, guys. You can find us here. We're going to be here in some form, in some capacity. Sanjay, maybe, maybe not. But whenever he's here, you guys know you're going to have a good laugh. So with all that being said, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman.
3: Jim, Appel, Sanjay.
1: And thank you guys very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, Troy the boy 87, Sunjabi, and CDN, Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the nerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag #wethenerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.